road, man. Yeah, you bet. You bet. So, yeah. So, what's uh, what's the weather like up in your your neck of the woods? Is it hot and dry, or? Oh yeah, it's fucking hot as dry as shit. Hasn't I don't think this country's seen rain in probably a month. Oh shit! Hey, so is there lots of feed up there, or? Yeah, there's a decent amount of feed up here. There's actually a lot more farming up here than guy I'd imagined. I never kind of guessed to come this far north, but. Well, the, I, there's there's farming going on everywhere now. Like it really doesn't matter where you are, farming's taking over. Oh yeah, there's farmland everywhere. There's not as much pasture land up here as a guy thinks there is, or as these guys say there is anyway. But there is a ton of farming. Like a lot of feed comes out of this country. Like tons of feed come out of this country. Well, I guess in a way, you know, we do need the feed coming. You know, we do need feed, but at, sometimes you just got to go like, okay, boys. Like, I think you're big enough. Some of these guys anyways. Yeah, well, like, for instance, there's so much like, well, I mean, the grass up here is pretty much just water grass or fescue grass. But, like, this place is just under, just under 30,000 acres and we're running 3,800 pair and just under couple thousand yearlings on grass nice so it keeps you busy yeah no shit is there any fires up in your part of the country because i know certain parts of bc are just like fucking roasting on fire right now yeah well hudson hope's got a fire in it right now i know that they're in there last weekend or something something along those lines anyway but it's been pretty smoky up here for a few weeks. But I think a lot of our fire. Oh, okay, yeah. But you guys get fires down there in Manitoba? Oh yeah. I mean, not like not like what you guys see for fires, but like yeah, we get fires pretty much every spring and fall. And our fires aren't like from lightning strike or anything like that. Our fires are from a dumbass with a tiger torch strapped to his fucking quad driving down the ditch. Oh, fuck. Hillbillies. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Rednecks. Yeah, I mean, the the biggest problem in our area is um, there's a, a lot of, I'll say, delinquents from certain areas. Uh, they're just up to no good and have nothing better to do than drive around and stir shit up. Ah, I see. I was only wondering that. You don't ever hear much coming out of Manitoba. No, no. I mean, certain parts of Manitoba, like way up in northern Manitoba, they've had some some fires up there, but like, there's hardly anybody up there anyways, so they don't really worry about them too much. Yeah, it sounds like there's not a whole lot going up there. My aunt, my uncle was asking me a couple of years ago. He works for Bear Scare. Oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> so he goes up there in the winter times and goes into the small villages or whatever and scares off the polar bears. Yeah. And uh, I kind of had an opportunity to go do that, but I said, "Fuck that! I'm not fucking dealing with some white fucking bear." 
Yeah, no, I wouldn't want to deal with them neither. How far are they from you? Oh, like a long ways, like probably 12, 13 hours. Oh, well, then you're good then, eh? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. The only white bear in my area you have to you have to worry about is the two-legged kind. <laughs> yeah. My brothers told me some stories. Yeah, it's kind of like the Wild West out there, you know, especially where I'm at, where, you know, we're kind of pretty close to two reservations, so it gets it gets interesting at times. Yeah, well, my brother went out to a bar there. I forget what town he said. It wasn't too far from St. Lazar. And uh, celebrating his birthday there, his wife, and and uh, he was like, fuck, it's Western down here. He's like, man, you'd love it. Yeah, it does. It does get Western. Like, I was like, man. Like I said, the furthest east I've fucking been is Swift Current. Well, Chaplin, but Chaplin's not that far out of Swift Current. Yeah. But it's pretty bushy country around your area. Eh? It is like my pasture. Like we got one whole side of it um, is just wide open. Watch your dog run away. Bog, like cattails and bog is all it is. There's real good grass in there, but it's real boggy at the same time. Man, I if hate... you don't know where you're going. And I then on the, the other bog. side of the pasture, it's just all bush. I fucking hate the bog. Yeah, it's it's not that much fun. Like, just because them cows are, you know, 200 yards away from you, you probably got to ride, you know, four miles all the way around and come back in them, on them from the other side because you can't ride through that bog because you'll disappear. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a funny story there. Eddie and I, we cowboyed at the Madison Lake Raisin Reserve there. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, Matt's poem, Matt Robertson's poem, Swamp Donkey. Yeah. I think a lot of it is about there. But, man, that was the boggiest place ever. I actually got a picture on my Facebook and on my phone. Eddie and I, we were dinking with this bull in the bush, and he was just being an ignorant motherfucker. And Eddie was on a broke horse. He was on a res horse from standoff. And then I was on a colt with, like, ten rides on it. And we're like high barreling it through the bush after this thing. And then he gets himself in the bog. And then he's pretty much like, fuck you, you can't get me. So what looked like good ground was not good ground. Eddie like stepped his horse out there. And then the horse panicked and like lunged in there. And then completely buried himself. Like you could barely see the top of Eddie's saddle horn. <laughs> and then... Eddie couldn't touch bottom with his own feet. Like, there's pictures of me pulling him out of there with a rope. Like, it was just royally disgusting. Like, when you're walking through an area and you look to your sides and trees are, like, like moving on the roots. Yeah. You know what's foggy then. That's a fucking eerie, like, an eerie feeling. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. No, I don't ever want to experience that ever again. No. No, and like where we're at, like once you figure the pasture out, you go, you you kind of, you know where you can go and where you can't go, and you know. So now this is not too bad. But when I was first there, I was like, whoa, you know, this this is pretty different. <laughs> yeah, like when I got there, because just because 
just because you think you can cross there, or even if there is cow tracks crossing there, doesn't mean you can cross there. Yeah, exactly. I found that out the hard way, too. Yeah, like, I always used to live by, like, if there's cow tracks, you can go. But after I'd been there, I was like, fuck that. I'll trot way around, and I will go find a crossing long before I do that. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, half the time it takes you to get across that bog, you were, you know, it would have took you less time just to trot all the way around anyhow. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It's in there fighting with your horse trying to get, trying to go somewhere. Your horse definitely wants nothing to fucking do with. Yeah, exactly. And you don't dare get off him because you know he's just going to use you for footing. <laughs> yeah. No shit. No shit. And I mean, man, them fucking old wild cows and, like, even some of them yearlings, like, everybody goes, oh, they're just a dumb animal. They're just, you know, it's just an old dumb cow. Like, that old bitch knows where to go where she can beat you. Oh, yeah. she She can go places where I can't. And she'll just go right out into the middle of that bog and she'll stand there, like, 100 yards in and just look at you and be like, oh, yeah, fucker, come get me. Yeah, unless you got a bunch of half-crazed fucking dogs that'll go in there. Yeah. But, I mean, I tell you one good thing about the bog that I figured out was that if you have one fuck of a time catching a yearling, if you're not on something real broke or something. Yeah, run them into the bog. Run that fucker straight into the bog. Yeah. I mean, it sucks getting out of there when you've got something rope, but at least you got him caught. Oh, exactly. Or, like, what we do if there's two of us and we can set it up, like, we'll let that animal run into the bog and turn around and come out. And, you know, you'll be kind of on some shittier ground, but not too bad. Like, you can still get out of it pretty easy. And we'll drop him right there as he's coming out. You get out on the hard ground, you got him caught. Yeah, I was, well, I was quite a bit younger then, so I was kind of a dumbass. So I just roped the fucker right in the bog. Yeah, like, nobody ever said we let fear and common sense stand in our way. No shit. Yeah, like the Lord hates a coward. Yeah, well, I used to live by that too, and then I seen pinhorn grazing. <laughs> That's a fucking scary place. Oh, I bet. Like I got to go down there last year and do some day riding, <laughs> and we were moving cows from uh, the north end of the river to the south end of the river for their summer grazing. Oh, okay, yeah. So the first day. I don't know, probably, I don't know, we didn't go crazy far. It's probably 15 miles, 20 miles maybe. And then, uh, well, anyway, the second day, some guys from the Suffield base, like, did you ever get to know Pierogi or Tanner Jones? Not real well, but I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, well, Silky works for Tanner now. Yeah. But anyway, they were down there with us, and then we are coming down into the Milk River, and then it's all, like, these old fucking wagon trails and like, shit's pretty sketchy. And this calf wasn't paired up with the shit, so it turns around, buggers back up the fucking canyon. And then I'm on this, like, pale face pain horse stud thing that I started. And I only had, like, 20 rides on him. And me and Pierogi are bugging, buggering off into the canyon after this calf. And then Marlon's yelling. He's like, you know, don't kill yourself over that calf. We can get him later. Of course, that didn't stop me and Pierogi. <laughs> So we're fucking nine oh going going after this thing and I see this big drop off into this box canyon 
And I was like, oh, like he'll stop. Like I'm just going to keep hazing him and he'll stop before that and then turn back and then we got him. So I'm loping beside this thing. And then this fucking little range calf fucking jumps over that fucking, like it was like a 15 foot ledge. <laughs> jumps over that fucking deal up into the bank and up onto the other side. And like it was all I had to double that fucking horse I was on to stop. Cause he was a stupid son of a bitch and would have went over. <laughs> so we had to go way up and around, rope this fuck, drag him down into the milk and then meet the cows that were watering on the milk. Oh man. I thought I was going to die that day. <laughs> like I thought that fucker was going to take me over the edge. I was like, yeah, this is it right here. I'm going to fucking die on the pinhorn. <laughs> Yeah, the situations a guy gets himself into. Well, I didn't realize how wild that country was. Like, like you could hear, like, earth around you that's kind of hollow. Hey, like, when you're down in the, like, in the coulee. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then all of them, like, washouts. Like, that horse, like, fell out from underneath me. His hind end fell out in a fucking washout. And, like, what looked like ground was not actually ground anymore. Like, I had, I had to step off the fucker and whip him in the ass, and he lunged out of there. Shitty. Yeah, no, I was fuck. You gotta be paying attention down there for some North boy that comes from comes from the bush. <laughs> so I thought maybe that wasn't my best fucking bet going to work there, and <laughs> and I don't like snakes. Yeah, I'm with you there. I don't I don't like fucking snakes at all. Yeah, well that fucking fucker, that horse I was riding tried bucking me off. So, well, that horse, he's half wildy, so he comes from the bush, too. <laughs> and we're fucking trotting along. I told Marlon Penner's running it. told Marlon, I was like, fuck, I'm going to go make the big circle. Like, I got to wear this fucker down here. Otherwise, he's going to buck me off if we try to do something. So, I trot off to go make the big circle, and I'm trotting and covering ground. And whoever says a fucking snake will warn you that they're there before you're right on top of them is full of shit. <laughs> Because I'm fucking trotting on a heavy trot. And then all of a sudden, like, right underneath my horse's nose, this fucking rattlesnake coils up, starts rattling. And that fucker grabs his head and just goes across the fucking desert. I was like, that fucker's going to buck me off right on that fucking snake. (laughs) Oh, shit. No, no thanks. (sighs) I already know that country's not for me because I don't like snakes. It's bad enough up. In Manitoba with the fucking garter snakes. Yeah, we got them fucking things up here, too. Yeah, the only good one's a dead one. And I don't care if it's poisonous or not. Like, it's a fucking snake. It should die. One thing I do miss a little bit is the badgers. Yeah, we got a few of them. We got a few of them where I'm at now. I've shot two of them. Ever got drunk and fucking drug one of them things out of their hole? Yeah, they're not they're not the friendliest critters. And they okay. put up a pretty good fight doing that too. And well, at the time it sounds like a real good idea. Yeah, well you gotta be drinking to do it. It's not a sober thing. No. No, it's not. Yeah, like if they back into their hole, don't put your hand in there. No, but, you're gonna have a real bad day. Yeah, but if they go head first in there, fucking dig your hand in there and pull them out by a back foot and then let go of them and everybody runs, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking wild shit. Marlon showed me that the first time. 
<laughs> I don't even well, know what you call that. At its finest. I don't even know what you call that. Cowboy roulette or what? Yeah, just good old-fashioned entertainment. Yeah, they're mean little bastards. Oh, they are. You know, you know what's mean too, and I found out this this summer too. That them them fucking beavers are mean. Oh yeah, frick yeah, they're fucking mean as shit. I was like, I found one this spring. He was kind of walking across, walking to his next little watering hole or whatever. I caught him out on land, and I was gonna rope the little fucking thing, but he was getting like quite fucking. Quite mean with me, and my horse wasn't sure what to think, so I was like, Well, I better leave the little cunt alone, I guess. Yeah, like I hit one this summer. We were in the cure truck, and he was building his dam, and he just wasn't scared of us at all, which is strange for a beaver. So I grabbed a scoop shovel out of the back of the truck, steel scoop shovel, and I beamed him over the top of the head, not lightly. And to my surprise, and of course, you know, everybody else that's in the truck with you, they're like, oh, yeah, you hit them right on top of the head. They're dead. Well, they're just fucking lying to you because <laughs> yeah. they wanted to see you do this. And of course, like, you know, there's always somebody on the crew that's dumb enough. To be like, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. I'll kill. <laughs> yeah. So I hit that some bitch on top of the head with the scoop shovel and he come out of the water and, you know, he chased me down the road away from the truck and everybody just laughed at me. But them fuckers will slap their tail on the ground and chomp their teeth and run at the same time. And you're like, he's going to fucking eat me. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking scary feeling. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he gets a hold of you, like, he's not just kind of, like, nibbling on you. He's going to take chunks out. Fuck. <clears throat> that sounds fucking scary, actually. It is. It's not. A, I would not recommend it to anybody. Like, so if you're ever around a beaver and you have a scoop shovel, don't hit him in the head with it. It <laughs> don't work. It don't work. <laughs> Thank me later. Well, actually, fucking reminds me. So I found out you can't choke porcupine now, Tate. Really? Yeah. Well, I roped one of them fucking things a couple winters ago, and I don't know how I did it, but I necked him. And I'm having a good old laugh dragging this fucking thing around, thinking I'm going to kill him, and my cow dogs are chasing on this thing. And then I pop my dallies after I drug him for 10 minutes. And then fucking gets up, swims out of my loop, and walks fucking waddles off into the bush. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that. I literally drug him around for like 10 minutes. Yeah, they're tough critters. And, like, missing most of his quills, everything. My dogs were, like, half biting on his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got up, fucking walked into the bush. Yeah. Well, I know I know two old guys down there close to the pasture I worked at. I'm working on. And they both rode there, like, for a lot of years. You know, a long time ago. But anyways, and how true it is, I don't know. But they're, like... They were telling the story one night, and I guess they tried to head and heal a porcupine, and they got him roped, and then whoever caught him by a back tail with their rope, and they jerked him off the ground, well, I guess when everything come tight, that rope slid off the tail of that porcupine, and he slingshotted into the back of the guy's horse, and one of the guys come off and broke his arm, and I guess it was just a catastrophic fucking wreck. <laughs> That sounds eventful to watch, actually. Yeah, that would have been one of them. You're sitting there listening to that, and you're like, well, that's a wreck I kind of want to see. Like, I don't want no part of it. 
But I'd like to see it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That'd be fucking funny. I'd be laughing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you... I'm bad for that, though. If somebody gets fucked off or somebody's in a dirty wreck, I'm fucking laughing. Yeah, it is funny when somebody, like, you know, at the time you're kind of like, why, you know, they come off and you're like, that was funny. And then you get, you gotta be serious and be like, are you, are you okay? And once you know, like, they're not on death's doorstep, you're like, that was fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, fucking, I, there's a fucking kid here and, uh. Uh, works on the outfit here and he's always got green horses in fuck he never rides anything broke the poor bastard i feel bad for him <laughs> and uh fuck every, every second day at least he's on a fucking runaway or he's getting fucked off on his fucking head <laughs> I, I can't help but just laugh at the poor cunt i'm like man i was in your shoes not that long ago i don't even feel bad for you yeah yeah, you'll you'll learn one day how to double that kind. Yeah, you you'll figure things. One day you'll get sick of chasing your horse around, and you'll you'll figure it out. Well, it was super funny this spring. Well, kid, don't ride with McCarty, eh? <laughs> <laughs> He's always got split reins on, and we're fucking calving cows out. And uh, he just bought this big, tall, lanky, thoroughbred looking bay horse, real green, maybe twenty rides on it. And, uh, well, anyway, and I kind of always told him this, you know, like, if you're going to get off your horse and fucking treat a calf or whatever, right? Like, just be careful that horse pull back and pull them splits out of your hands and then you're fucking left walking, right? Yeah. And, uh, of course, don't listen to me, right? And, uh, anyway, I'm out treating cows by myself. I don't remember what he was even doing in my field. And I got this calf roped. And I kind of look over the hill, and this horse is walking. No rider, no nothing, eh? <laughs> and uh, dragging the splits reins on the ground, and I'm giggling and laughing. And anybody else would have been like, oh, fuck, I better go find that guy to make sure he's okay. But I kind of, like, took a little glimpse, and his rope was still hanging on in the horn. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, he fucking. Or no, his rope wasn't on the horn anymore, and his rope strap wasn't broke. So I was like. <laughs> I was like, that stupid fucker got off, probably let go of his horse, <laughs> and left with his calf, right? So I was like, oh, fuck him. I'm going to get done treating this calf, and then I'll catch his horse and find him. And I get done treating this calf, and his horse finds me. And uh, all I see is this fucking kid, Calvin, comes walking over the hill, eh, head down, dragging off of a cigarette. <laughs> I can pull my phone out, got a Snapchat video. I was like, the old dirty walk of shame. <laughs> yeah, oh, we've all done it. Yeah, I was like, you can't even lie to me and tell me you got bucked off because I know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know that poor bastard never ever rides anything broke. Yeah, that's uh, that's hard. That's a hard way to make a living. Yeah, well, he's tough, though. He is tough. I'll give him that. I watched him get bucked off of, on his head off of a pony. <laughs> so he, he bought this fucking paint pony. I think he bought it from the Dawson Creek auction mart. This thing was like, I don't know, 13.3 maybe. Like, not quite the size of a horse, but he was thick. Like, this little bastard was thicker than shit. And he was told at the auction mart he was like seven. 
So Calvin fucking buys him, and he's like he half calved out on him and whatever. Well, anyway, he wanted to learn how to ride in a hackamore, so I I told him I'd teach him, and he wanted to ride this pony in a hackamore. <laughs> so he's in the round pen and kind of getting trotting around there, and uh, anyway, this horse starts bucking and. And I'm trying to get him in habit of kind of getting short on that left rein and then getting on his rope and kind of bumping on that hackmore. Yeah. Well, anyway, he gets kind of half short and grabs onto his rope. And he's kind of a bigger set kid. And uh, and this fucking pony was mutton weathered to shit. So he pulls this old association right over this horse. <laughs> and fucking right underneath this horse's belly. Flops on his head, gets stuck there like a turtle. <laughs> And this fucking pony's running around the round pen just trying to beat the shit out of his saddle. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that that's always entertaining. God, he'd probably beat me right now if I was fucking if I told him I was telling everybody about getting fucked off a pony. <laughs> hey, we all have that horse where we're where we've been bucked off of and we're like, oh yeah. <laughs> The worst is and they're like, no, that horse didn't buck you off. And you're like, yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. The worst is when you fall off. You don't even buck off. You just fell off. Yeah. You didn't even give him enough effort to even buck you off. Yeah. That's when you feel real stupid. It is. Or you feel really stupid when uh, when you rope a sick calf and at calving time you treat him. And you just ride up there, throw a heel shot in, tie off everything. You're like, oh, yeah, everything's good. And, you know, you're probably riding a little bit greener a horse. You know, he's done some roping, but, you know, he ain't real solid yet. And something scares him. Or that old cow goes to take after, take a charge at him. And he just goes, fuck this, I'm leaving. And he turns off and just goes, and you got a calf bouncing behind your horse and your horse is running off and then you're like okay that sucks and then you're like oh shit the cow's gonna kill me now now i don't have a horse so next thing you know you're running for your life and the boss is sitting in the truck on a hill watching you just laughing <laughs> i fucking got a story about that well last was that last winter that was winter before i uh, started that job with and cattle buyers i was working for and i was managing pasture for them and uh, they got, I don't know, probably 60 head. I think they're V-Box V, Brahma, Bucking Cow, Bucking Stock. Oh, okay. And he was breeding them to a black Angus bull. And uh, I had this horse, and he was a buddy of mine. And he kind of a sketchy deal. He's a cowboy horse. Not a whole heck of a lot of roping experience. And uh, so I was like, ah, oh, fuck, all right. Well, whatever, I'll take him. And uh, I'm... Uh, treating calves and whatnot and then i roped this little brahma calf of course it had to be a brahma calf fucking pneumonia and i was like fuck you gotta be kidding me and uh i'd barely done any tying off on this sucker yet and he was pretty sketchy about anything underneath his nose like if i bet you if that horse was given a chance he'd strike shit out of you oh shit yeah <laughs> and uh I was like, okay, fuck. So I necked this fucking thing and circle him up, get him down. And then uh, I tie off. And then I was like, man, I should really just run a bunny loop and take my rope with me. But, ah, fuck it. I'll tie him in there. I fucking threw a neck rope on there a couple of half hitches and left my coils up on the saddle horn. 
and, and uh, I get down on this calf, and this this cow, she was bluffing, so she threw a bluff out there, and then this horse is like, fuck that, and the calf starts kicking. I don't know if it kicked him in the nose or what, but he decided he was taking off. So I was riding this calf like a fucking toboggan through the snow <laughs> because I didn't want to get lapped. I'm riding this calf through the fucking snow, and I'm like, this fucker's got to choke out by now. Like, <laughs> like, we were probably 300 yards on a dead run. Dragging this calf, and I'm sitting on the calf, holding on to the rope, and fucking horse finally fucking half chokes out and loses his air, and then stays pointed away, and I had to, like, sneak up to the fucker and undo my undo my half hitches up there. And I was like, holy fuck, I'll never do that again. Sure, shit. The spring comes. I got a big bay horse in riding. No roping experience, really. And I'm treating scour calves. So I fucking neck this calf. And then instead of flopping, we were just little calves. So I fucking threw a half hitch on the horn, took my rope with me, walk up to shove some pills down this thing's throat. And the horse decides to just turn and fuck off. And... <laughs> And all of a sudden, remembered that he's dragging something behind him, bouncing. <laughs> and I don't have my Makati on me now, nothing. So I'm sitting on this hillside watching this fucking calf just getting fucking ragdolled. <laughs> and I'm like, man, God, am I a fucking idiot. And finally come to a stop. And I walked over there and I did my fucking half itches thinking this calf would be dead. Calf fucking gets up and fucks off. I was like, fuck, so now I gotta rope that fucking thing again. Well, here we go again. (laughs) Yeah. He's actually turned into quite the horse. I still got him. He's one of my go-tos now. All our go-tos, it seems like, like, we've had that, like, catastrophic wreck where you're like, oh, I don't think it can get much worse. And then the horse does something, and you're like, yep, it got worse. Yeah, it it got worse. It it can always get worse. I tell, <laughs> I never tell myself it can't get worse. Yeah, it's yeah. Actually, I I try and tell myself it it can't get any worse, and you're just trying to make yourself feel better. Two seconds later, the horse does something, and you're like, oh, it got a lot worse. Oh man, the worst thing I'd ever seen tied off. It still makes me sick to this fucking day. Ed McKenzie and I we were. Uh, doctor and yearlings out at Medicine Lake and uh, I had this pretty sweet little bay mare she was like 14 too called her lady but I bought her with a buck with a bucking problem oh okay yep and uh, well she was pretty good I was doctoring shit on her and tying off a little bit on her whatever and I necked this yearling and then Eddie healed her and flopped her down and I tied off and threw a neck rope on her and then uh, gave, gave Eddie doubles and then Eddie's getting short. <laughs> I looked at Eddie. I was handing him the rope. I was like, fuck, you got it? He's like, yep. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to transfer my rope over to the front feet. So I get up, and then I kind of lead my horse forward a little bit and then go to pull my rope off. And this yearling struggles to get up a little bit and kind of half gets up. And I was like, oh, fuck, Eddie's got doubles. He'll just flop her down quick. <laughs> well, anyway, she totally slipped all back feet. Oh, shit. And got up. And then... Now my little lady mares onto this 900 pound yearling fucking with a neck rope on. I was like, please just kind of face up and hold up. No, fuck no. 
she fucks off in an opposite direction, then the yearling fucks off in an opposite direction, and the rope hits tight, flops my horse on its side, flops the yearling on its side, and then my lady mare gets up, turns, runs, dragging this thing across the ground by the neck. <laughs> and then they're doing that all over this big water pen. Like, my horse probably hit the ground probably ten fucking times. Oh, shit. And, like, all we could do is sit there and just watch this wreck. Oh, that was that was, that might have been the scariest thing I've fucking seen tied off. Yeah, that's... there was nothing I could do. There was the yearling and my horse were so short. It's not like I could really run in there and fucking cut my rope. Yeah, exactly. So that was quite the wreck. I learned from that one. Then now I use my short lines. Yeah, I don't give a fuck if there's somebody else doctoring with me or not. I'm tying feet up. Oh, yeah, I'm the same way. But, again, goes back to being young. Yeah, we've all been there. You got bears in that country or what? Yeah, we got a lot of bears. Fucking line one of them fuckers out yet or what? Well, where the bears are, there's so much bush you can't really get. They can hit a bush faster than you can get caught up to them. But, um, you know, if we ever get one in the open, I'll give her a go. That's the only thing I've been excited about up here, and I've yet to be given the chance. Everybody's bragging about how much bears are up here. <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck me, I finally maybe get to rope one. You'd think I'd see one while I'm on a horse? Yeah, you never do. Like, we see them from a distance when we're on there, when we're riding around. But most of the time, like, when we see a bear, there's always a couple dogs in hot pursuit. <laughs> Yeah, fuck, I want to get one lined out pretty bad. I was pretty close when I cowboyed out in southern BC. <laughs> I was cowboying there to Ashcroft. And uh, my boss and I, we were riding out. And we'd caught one out in the open. And, like, we were hot after him. And, like, the bush was coming so freaking fast. And I was not pitching my ropes. I pulled up. But I should have just said fuck it and threw it and hit the pin hard. <laughs> Like, I was right on top of that fucker. I should have just did it. It would have got entertaining really quick. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not pitching my fucking rope. <laughs> and at that time, I was riding a 3B single rig, too. And that it didn't really fit that horse that great. So that was also lingering in the back of my brain. I was, yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. So do you ride a single rig most of the time now? Yeah, pretty full time. I, I mean, I got my double rig, but really just use it for ranch bronx now, if anything. And how do you like your your single rig set up? Oh, I ain't got an issue with it at all. Like, I got the back D's on it just in case. Like, it's a California three-quarter. Yeah. And, yeah, I haven't had an issue with it at all. Like, like I was roping yearlings there a month ago, and I had her on my little DJ horse. He's... I don't know, 14.3, kind of mutton with her little cow horse, kind of built downhill. <clears throat> and uh, I roped this yearling by a back foot, and she was downhill from me, and I could hold her solid. And nice. my my cinch was pretty loose. Like, yeah, no, I don't have an issue with it at all. Nice, because I'm getting a new saddle built this winter, and I've been kind of pondering that idea going that way. <laughs> oh, man, fuck, I love it. My horses seem to like it quite a bit more, too, like, like with that three quarter, your cinch is kind of set back a little bit, so it's not in their fucking armpits and 
Yeah. And you're not hiking a back cinch into them, you know, like, I don't know, they seem to like you quite a bit more. And I'm a lazy fucker, too. If I don't got to do any more than I have to, I won't. Right. So if I don't have to do a back cinch up, I definitely won't. Yeah. But, no, Edward Waldner actually made mine. Oh, okay. He's a hunterite buckaroo there from uh, Cardston, Alberta. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he makes a fucking badass rig. I waited a couple years for mine. Nice. But who's making your rig? Uh, I think I'm going to get Jim Parchnich. Oh, yeah, Silky's got one of those. They're pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, well, I rode Silky's when he was down, down riding with me that winter, and I really liked it. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty punchy rig, actually. It is, and it's super comfortable. Oh yeah, like I've sat in it a few times, like just at the house on the saddle stand, and I'm like, man, this is actually pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I, I'm getting away from, like, these big Wade horns. Like, I have the Wade. And, and, I mean, it's a comfortable saddle, and I like it a lot. But, you know, them small little horns are just a lot funner to rope out of, I find, anyways. Oh, yeah. Well, like, the biggest horn I got is a three-inch finish. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big horn fan. Like, I'd probably go four at the max. Yeah. But I like my little horns. I'd like to try one of them keech horns like Silky's. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going to get put on mine. Because <laughs> it looks pretty sweet. Yeah, and it's a fun little saddle to rope out of. Yeah. And it packs a, it packs a coyote good behind the, behind the cattle, too. You can tie a coyote behind that saddle pretty good, too. I seen that picture. Yeah, he was pretty quick to send me that. Yeah, that was a cold day. That was a real cold day. And, of course, we rode up to that coyote, and the snare was gone and everything. You know, we finally found him in the trees, and I got one of them old, um, it's an old prison guard wood baton. Oh, yeah. Like, billy club beating stick. And I handed that to Silky. I'm like, here, go beat the hell out of him with it. So he ran up there with that. <laughs> Actually, that was a fucking sight to see, eh? Yeah. And of course, when we got up to this coyote, like he was half mad. <laughs> yeah, but I can imagine. And of course, we didn't have him. He didn't put. He didn't put a head through the snare. He put a foot through the snare, and then we had a dead man pull to it, so it got caught up in some trees and got him caught up, and he couldn't get anywhere. And so, like, he's up there trying to hit this coyote in the head with this beaten stick. And, you know, this coyote's snarling at him and kind of wants to eat him for lunch. And I was like, I, I would make sure you connect the first swing. <laughs> yeah. No shit. And don't don't get your feet too fucking close, neither. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I've seen videos of guys, like, trapping wolverines. Finding them fuckers live in a trap, I would yeah. not. I would not want to have any part of that. No, no, it's a bad deal. You got them things over there too. Uh yeah, they're few and far between, but they are. They are around. We got a lot of wolves. Yeah, we've got quite a few of those here too. I haven't seen them much since I moved up here. Like I moved up here is winter time. 
<laughs> and they were out with the fucking cows quite a bit while you were feeding. I remember seeing wolves that are that brave. Yeah, they're that brave out here too. Like where I was at last winter, one of the guys shot one from inside of his house. Oh shit, really? Yeah, he seen him. He was like 200 yards off his back porch. And he said, I had to rustle around the house and find my gun. And then he said, I had to find the shells for my gun. And he goes, I slid the back door door open. And he said, he never moved. He just sat there and looked at me and I blew a hole in him. Yeah, shit. Yeah, they're kind of like that up here too. Like back at home, they're fucking not like you typically don't see them. And when you do, they're fucking off. Yeah. Like I seen one last summer. In that pasture I was managing, and he was probably 400 yards off from me and kind of sat off from me. And then when I even even inched a bit closer to him, he was gone. Yeah. But that's typically what they're like up here, too, is they're fucking, they're pretty brave, actually. Yeah, same with out here. They're, they're getting braver and braver, it seems like, every year. And yeah, then have- another big problem we have, is like um, on the reses. Well, you know how many dogs are running around. Feral dogs are running around the res. Oh yeah. So then you got them wolves breeding dogs, and then you got like a real bad fucker that's not scared of anything. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me when Eddie and I were up there at halfway uh, reserve there up in northern BC. Yeah. We, the next morning when we're fucking buggering off, I stopped at the gas station there for some cheap smokes and, and, uh, I was fucking res dogs running around this gas station, barking and growling at people. He come running up to me and barking and growling, just kicked him right in the side of the fucking head and goes running off and these people see that's fucking rude. I was like, do you not see that dog trying to eat me? Yeah. I was like, it's a dirty old res mutt. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it should be shot, if anything. Yeah, well, I know the, the reservations around our area there. Like, I think it's twice a year they tell everybody, if you like your dog, put him in your house or chain him up on your front yard. And if he's running around, like, the locals are going to put holes in him. Yeah, well, well, that's how it should be. I know a lot of people try to adopt them. Like... My mom adopted a res dog, and that thing is forever a res dog. Yeah. Like, you'll never, you know, teach that out of them. Like, that dog can't be in the house for more than 10 minutes by itself. Otherwise, it's pissing and shitting all over everything and getting into the fucking garbage and just being a royal pain in the ass. Yeah. And mom's had, had it for a few years. Yeah. So that's, I mean, and then you get them them bred to a wolf like then you have real troubles on your hands <laughs> yeah no, actually we had a wolf cross dog when i was a kid i don't remember where we got that thing but that was the best dog ever that dog didn't want to play didn't really want to fuck around or anything like that but if you fucking like i remember one time oh what did we call that dog i forget <laughs> but i was playing a bunch of the neighbor kids were fucking over and uh, I started hollering and screaming or whatever. That dog come running in, immediately standing beside me and just growling. Like, wouldn't let my mother, nobody by me. Yeah. 
that was a good dog. But that's just natural to him. I'd love another dog like that. My healer dog's kind of like that, but. Yeah. But they're smart as a fucking whip, though. Yeah, almost too smart sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. You'd have to be careful with a dog that's wolf-crossed. Yeah. Because they could take advantage of you real fast. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes I have that trouble just trying to train a border collie or hanging tree dog, and I'm looking at the dog, and I'm like, who's smarter here, me or you? <laughs> yeah, no, I've actually got a border collie pup here, and uh, that dog actually drives me fucking insane because she's, oh, man, she wants to please you so bad, but when she fucks up and you give that dog a beating, she'll spring up, wagging her fucking tail, just loving you. Like, doesn't feel any guilt or remorse or won't, like, the dog won't pout or nothing. Like, doesn't, you don't even know if the dog remembered if it got beat. Yeah. And, like, oh, man, I've been fighting with the dog so much. Like, it'll lie down for three seconds, Max, spring up and look at you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man. But then at the same time, you'll get a, you'll get a different border collie. Like, I've had them border collies where you even raise your voice at them too much. And that dog's, like, quitting you, cowering underneath the truck. Yeah. My last border collie was like that. I actually gave her to my nephew. <laughs> Just because I fucking ruined her. I was pretty young then, and I was pretty hard on dogs, and I ruined that dog. Yeah. <laughs> but this dog I got now, I don't even... I don't even know if you could ruin the dog if you wanted to. Like I Yeah, think... I've been I've been really digging these hanging trees. I like one. I just don't know if I could actually control one. Actually, once you get like the basics down with them, like I thought that too when I first got mine and you know, but you know, once I got the basics down and like a down meant something to that dog. You know, she started turning into a damn good dog, and now, you know, she's just, I mean, yeah, there's lots of holes in her, and, you know, somebody better than me could have made her a lot better, but, I mean, she's turning into something slowly with me, and, I mean, with dogs, it's, you're never done, just with horses, you're never done learning, and your next one's always better than the last one, right, so. Mm -hmm. I've actually, speaking of res dogs. I've got a badass little res dog I got from Ashcroft. So the ranch I worked on there, we lived, like there was a big truck stop on the side of Highway 1. Oh, okay. <laughs> and in the mornings, well, there was a Tim Hortons attached to it. So in the mornings, we'd go have our meeting in Tim Hortons. <laughs> well, anyway, I pull up there and it was right on a reserve. The only piece that wasn't a reserve was the ranch I lived on. And, uh, well, anyway, there's a fucking car there, a little Sunfire car with a cardboard box taped to the side of it saying puppies for sale, and they spelled puppies wrong. And, uh, I kind of had a giggle. I was like, fuck, I gotta go take a look at this. So I walked over there, and they're little healer coley dogs. And I was like, oh, fuck, what do you want for this thing? And then they they couldn't have been five weeks old, six weeks old. Like, he just found them on the reserve somewhere. And, uh, I picked this dog up for 70 bucks and she's actually one of my main dogs now. Nice. 
Like she is a a rank working fucking machine, actually. And no, she's it's getting so hard to find dogs like that. Well, it surprised the shit out of me. I was like, wow, fuck, I could use a dog for seventy bucks. Fuck it. Yeah. And yeah, she's she's like a rank working machine. Like rank. You have to make that dog quit. Nice. Well, you can't go wrong with that because, like, finding a good dog nowadays that'll put teeth on cattle. Like, don't get me wrong. There's lots of guys raising dogs like that, but, you know, they also want a lot of money for your dog like that. And rightfully so, like, they built up the the, the line, the bloodlines and everything. And, you know, they're, they're putting out good stock out there. But, you know, to spend a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks on a puppy on a working cowboy's wage, you're like, oh, you know. I'd kind of like to eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fucking how I feel. I mean, I went and spent the money on a Coley. But, yeah, it is yeah, it is hard. to. Well, it's like that with hanging trees. Like a good hanging tree. Like like even anything from the States. Oh, yeah. Like my old boss that I worked for, he was he was bringing these dogs up out of the States and breeding them. And, like, I've kind of wanted one because they were fucking wild. Like, you talk about a dog that can handle the heat, the miles, and mean as shit. Yeah. Like, I was like, man, I want one of these. And then he was like, yeah, you have them 1500 bucks. I was like, ah, fuck that. Never mind. Yeah. I mean, I paid a pretty good penny for mine. And, you know, at the time, I thought it was a good idea. And then I got it. And then I was like, well, this is a really bad idea. <laughs> But, you know, like, I've got that dog to where I can use her, you know, and stuff. And I'm like, man, the amount of work that that dog saves me, you know, it's it's pretty good. Like, it was money well spent. Now when I get another one, I know what to do a little bit more. Where did you get that dog from? Um, Oh, I have her paper. She come, the first one come out of... Uh, she come out of North Dakota. Oh, okay. I was wondering if he ended up getting her from fucking Brady Newfeld. Nope. Guess Brady had hanging tree pups there just at Chaplin. Couple, couple different litters of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen his litters and stuff, and uh, I told him to let me know next time he's got one because I'd definitely be interested. Yeah, it's out of a Z dog. I think he gave that dog to his wife now, but she was fucking quite the dog. Yeah, they are quite the dogs, and I like them because they can, they can handle the heat and like, on where we're at, like, you know, the humidity just kills dogs. Oh yeah, fuck! I can imagine. Like I, I damn near killed a border collie a couple of years ago. And we didn't even make that big a circle that morning. Like, it was only, like, a 10-mile circle in a holding field. And, like, that dog down near died on me. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, i actually seen that with a, with a long-haired hanging tree dog. Yeah. That was so. I, yeah, that was Jeff's chunky dog. Fuck, he almost killed that dog. But he, he near work his dog's fucking to death, though. And yeah. Them dogs never got a break. They were fucking steady working. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, when you're using your dogs, like, you know, when we're using our dogs, like, I don't know, everybody's different and have his, has a different idea on how to train a dog and how to use them. But, I mean, 
you definitely can't, you know, you got to give your dog some breaks too. You can't work him to death because you're not going to have anything in two years. You're just yeah. going to have a wore out dog. Yeah, well, I know one thing I had to get in the habit of, especially in southern BC, because those circles were huge. And I was running, well, at that time, I was just running a healer stud. And they're not exactly built for miles, right? <laughs> right. No, I used to run healers too. I know, I know how they're built. So fucking every watering hole I'd find, I'd stop for that poor bastard. So I got in habit of doing that. Every time I'd find water, I'd stop for my dogs. Yeah, well, and I, I'm talking, uh, I was talking to a guy, and I seen it on his Facebook, and actually I'm going to have him have him on the podcast, and we're going to go over that kind of thing. But, um, like, he's packing uh, aspirin, water, them Gatorade chewables, and peroxide on him when he's working his border collies, and that's what he uses to cool his dogs off. And I started doing that, and man, like, what a difference that made. Ah, really? Yeah, because, like, uh, pack fresh water with you, you know. Fresh water makes all the difference when your dog gets hot. Like, they're a little bit more keen to drink, you know. Drink it is what I found. Yeah, I, well, that's true, especially when you're all around fucking swamps and dugouts. Yeah, so... You know, the way the swamps smell here, like, I mean, the horse don't even want to drink it. So my poor dog probably don't want to drink it either. (laughs) So, I mean, give him a good shot of water and then, you know, you still see a problem. Give it one of them, one or two of them Gatorade chewables. And then if it's still a problem, um, do water. Gatorade, chewable, and a little aspirin. And if it's still a problem, then bring out the peroxide and just douse their paws. Give them water and Gatorade all over again. And just douse all four pads in that peroxide and that'll draw the heat out of their paws. Hmm. And it works pretty good. Like, you know, I think I've saved a few dogs from getting heat stroke. Because once your dog gets heat stroke, like, they're never the same. Yeah, it's much easier to get her the next time. Yeah. Huh? I mean, I get heat stroke on a regular basis in the summertime, but that's a self-induced problem. <laughs> yeah, that, that's your own deal. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Well, up here, it's fucking humid as shit. And, of course, I ride around with a felt hat most times. And I'm in a long sleeve shirt and shotguns. Like, I don't own chinks or fucking armitas. I'd be fucking riding around just near death. Yeah. Because it's so fucking humid. Yeah. Well, it's the same. It's the same in my country, too. It's like, you will kill yourself. And, of course, I'm the same way. You know, I'm not wearing shotguns. And I'll wear my chinks, like, my armitas in the fall or in the... In the spring when it's cooler, but in the summertime, just my jeans and my felt hat, and you're trotting around trying to die. Man, I feel naked as shit without my shotguns. Everybody's always like, why are you just riding around with your jeans? I'm like, fuck, man, I can't. I just don't feel right. <laughs> like, I just don't. It's like it's like riding your saddle without your rope on it. Yeah, I can't do that. 
like I just I don't know I just there's something about it I just can't do it like, mm. yeah. actually this country sucks so bad I was riding to my woolies in mid-May yeah well see I, you guys probably had the, kind of the same deal we had this spring I don't know if like spring went on vacation or it never got the memo or it just decided to completely go fuck you guys I ain't coming but we didn't have spring yeah, we didn't either. We had winter and then summer. Yeah, exactly the same as us. Like, uh, we're kind of way up here on the fucking hill up here above the Peace River. Oh, okay, yeah. And, and the fucking snowstorms and the fucking west and north wind that we would get. Oh, man. And like, I was riding around full time in my woolies until middle of May. And then all of a sudden, bam, it was plus 15, plus 20. Yeah, same with out here. And then once it got that warm, then we were like, should we build an ark? Because, like, we got a lot of water out here. <laughs> yeah, I was the same with here. I was like, holy shit, I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, like, when I when I got to where I'm at now, and they're like, oh, yeah, she gets wet out here some years. And I'm like, water. And they're like, no, you haven't seen water out here. And I'm like, oh, I've seen water. And then this spring come along, and, like, we couldn't even take half of our cattle. Oh, really? On pasture, because we were just underwater. Like, I have videos on my phone of bringing the horses in, into the barn in the morning. And they would come off the dugout banks, grazing the, because the grass was growing through the water. Like, I've never seen grass grow through three feet of water, but it does. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's not Manitoba grass. It's a different breed of grass. But, yeah, we had grass growing through the water. Like, it was just like a sea of grass. And I was bringing horses in on the quad. And there's water, you know, three inches from the top rack of the bike down there coming over the top of the bike. And you're bringing the horses in. And you're like, yeah, there's there's some water here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like when I quit my fucking job out in BC to go work at Winfield, Alberta at Medicine Lake. Buddy's like, buddy's like, it's fucking, it's wet here. He's like, and it's boggy. He's like, just so you know. Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck, it can't be that bad. I just grew up an hour from there. Yeah, right? If I can get there, you're wearing your rubber boots every goddamn day. Yeah. Because you're fucking scared to fucking wreck your riding boots. Yeah. And you fucking put your riding boots on in the barn on the cement and you step out barely out there, you get on the fucking horse and you do not get off that sucker for the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know we we helped the guy this spring. He had to move his cows from where they were because the the water was just flooding and there's a big drainage ditch that he's right next to and it runs through our pasture too. Runs like kind of cuts us right in the middle. And we didn't have any cows. We weren't even turning cows on that side of the pasture because, I mean, it was flooding. And his cows didn't have anywhere to go, so he called us and asked us. He's like, well, I can't get out there on my bike, get these cows moved. Can you help us? And we're like, oh, shit, yeah, we'll come give you a hand. So, you know, we went out there. It's the first time I've had to ride in hip waders and be like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to get wet, like, real wet. (laughs) Fuck. That sounds like fuck that. 
Yeah, it was, it wasn't a good feeling. And you're like, hey, you know, guys, I don't know if we should be moving cows or we should be building a fucking boat. <laughs> yeah, moving them cunts from a boat. Yeah. Like they do down in Florida. Yeah, that was, you know, it was just, it was quite the spring. And even now, like the water, it hasn't, it's resided some, soaked in some, but like it's still under, there's still three feet of water out there in places. Like across no. most of it, like you yeah. go about five hundred yards away from the barn and you're hitting water. Jeez, yeah, not here. Fuck, our water fucked off. Like all of our creeks, like it's so dry up here. Most of our creeks and and shit had dried up. Yeah, and like so on our bush side, we call it like the bush side or the lakeland side of the pasture. The gravel road that goes down it, they cut that gravel road through uh, the big grass marsh, they call it. And, like, I don't know, like, it seemed like every road they build in Manitoba, they go, okay, this will be the best way to put this road. And this is the worst way to put this road, so we're going to put it the worst way. (laughs) So, our road this spring, like, there's two and a half feet of water on it, and you were going through that water with the crew truck, four-wheel drive, low, pulling a trailer, and you're like, boy, road's closed. Nobody's coming to save us. Like, I hope we don't get stuck in the middle of this road. Water was running over the middle of the road. No, it was quite the deal. Fuck. That sounds terrible. It sounds fuck. Yeah, it wasn't too much fun. but That reminds me of the Milk River a little bit. So, like, the Milk River, have you ever seen it? Yeah, I have, yep. Okay, well, it's like sandy and shit, and you can't see the fucking bottom of it. So Marlon showed me the spot where he crosses to go back to the barn, right? And I was like, okay, and then well, anyway, I ended up splitting off with him, and I was <laughs> riding with the, the wife I had that time, his wife. And uh, we're going, and I'm leading the way. And you kind of got to come into this river at an angle in this spot and then ride down the river directly for a while and then go. So I'm doing that. And then I must've went too far. I don't really know. And the next thing, you know, my horse wasn't underneath me anymore. And my horse was way the fuck underwater and I'm bouncing on the side of this fucking thing. I was trying to lunge out of the water, trying not to drown. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, this is friggin' retarded. Yeah. Oh, yeah one, was... thing, one thing about the water this year, though, it, it sure made it nice for riding some colts. <clears throat> you want to be an asshole? Okay, come out to the bog and be an asshole. Yeah. Well, I used to like the Actually, I love being. Yeah, deep snow is handy. Yeah, like, we started a whole bunch of colts up there at Medicine Lake and out there in the snow. And, like, that was awesome. Frickin' trot out there in the snowbank and whip that fucker in the dink. Be like, you want to be a dick? Here's your fucking stance. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about the snow is, like, number one, it's cold. And number two, like, I find... Myself personally, I find I get across to a horse a little better, but it's hot, like just hotter than shit out. 
Mm-hmm. Like get that get that water rolling off him, and he's like, "Oh, that's a lot of work. I might not want to do that." Yeah, unless it's the odd dickhead that's like, oh, "I'll just try out tomorrow." Yeah, yeah, and then he doesn't get it. Like he gets every day until you get that out of him. Yeah, like I've got my little DJ horse. I've been riding him for like six years, and I've gotten to the point you can ride the fucker in a touring. But, like, you got to be careful what you're doing on that sucker because he will try out every day, and he is a knothead. Like, I call him a glorified runaway <laughs> because when you pitch him loose on a calf or a yearling, there's no brakes. There's, there's no control there. You just know that he's going to stick with that yearling whether you're with him or not. <laughs> like, they're, like, when you finally neck it, you kind of just hit the pin and wait for him to slow down because you're not, you're in no control of that situation whatsoever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've tried riding the absolute balls off that horse and it don't work. <laughs> so now I just ride him for what he is. Yeah. Like, he is broke as shit, but when you get him soup crate up, it takes you a while to bring him back down. Yeah, I have a horse like that. But, you know, when I step on my horse like that and, uh, you know, and you get something latched onto something big that wants to fight, I know that horse won't quit you. Oh, no, absolutely won't quit. But you can't exactly take that fucker to town and ride him in a ranch rodeo and do the stray gather. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, you'd be fucked. Like, you'd be running head up. Like, I tried team roping on him last summer, and uh, horse had never been in a box or fuck all, and all I had was a hackamore on him. And uh, we come barreling out of there, and I was on the heel side, buddy next to him, and this horse, like, rifled left so fucking hard. Like, I almost fell off the fucking thing. And then... Picked up a set of heels, and then I go to stop this fucker, and there's no brakes. He just chased that fucking thing. <laughs> and these guys were like, the idea is to heal him and then stop your pony. I was like, you try stopping this cunt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about you fucking try it? <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. He was like, fucking never had to do that before. But- or when you take your broke horse to town, like to a ranch rodeo. There, I was in one there last summer, and I, I took, you know, and he is a real course. I'd do anything I want off of him. And they have that chalk line going across. Like, you got to cross the chalk line, and the, your time starts, right? Yeah. Well, you know, at a ranch rodeo, you can you can pick the guys out that, like, go to all the ranch rodeos, and then you can pick the cowboys that go to them, like, here and there when they can. Because you know they're the guy trying to weather out a storm. Because his drill course is absolutely trying to kill him. Because that chalk line is big and scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually had that at Dawson Creek this year. You know, he won't go across it. He He's running off away from it, trying to buck you off. And then when he does go across it, it's not graceful. No, he's jumping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I, that was like Dawson Creek this year. I was riding that bay horse of mine. And I'm riding him in the bridle. Like, he's a pretty fancy little horse. 
but never been in an ant rodeo. Probably never been in an arena with a bunch of horses. And uh, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think we were second or whatever. <clears throat> come out there, come up to the chalk line. Oh, yeah, just a snorting fool. And like fucking sitting down on his belly pretty much. And I'm like, come on, you fucker. You're making kind of a fool of me here. We got to fucking get the time to start. So I swatted him with my Ramel's. Oh, just leaped across the fucking chalk line. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God. I could have fucking won some money in Mackenzie Meadows. <laughs> was like, and you're Dirt. telling everybody, like, yeah, no, I promise you, he's broke. <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny because we were in the stray gather. And I'm going to run this yearling down, and I'm running him straight across the chalk line. <laughs> and that horse piled up the brakes right there. He's like, nope, fuck that. <laughs> I was like, you fucking rotten fucker. And then, yeah, we danced at the chalk line for a minute and then got across it. And then I had to catch up to the yearling again. But <laughs> it's funny that you said that because I just had that just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's, you know, you definitely know who the real guys are when, you know, their horses, they're like, shit, this is new. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this garbage? Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Were you any fucking you make it any ranchers this year or what? No, there were I mean there was the odd few to go to, but you know, with the price of diesel this year, it was just like, well, I'll stay in stay in work because it was just, you know what, 260 bucks for a tank of diesel. You're like, oh man, do I want to drive four hours down the road to a ranch rodeo, haul a horse, you know, entry fees and all that. So Never went to any this year. Yeah, I think, yeah, we only made her in the two this year and then a couple of bronc rides. I got a bronc ride in there. Was next? Yeah, it'll be next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend in Edson. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually pretty pumped for that. They're Clinton Lowry's horses. Oh, okay. I hear he's got pretty good horses. Yeah, so hoping to get out there and fucking kind of get to spurn on one. I've been bucked off my last couple, so. The one in Dawson just absolutely augured me right on my fucking head. <laughs> like, he was kind of a nice little three-year-old horse. Was super quiet in the chute. And, uh, well, I was I was kind of second-guessing myself because this was for the team. So I'm not making any money on this fucking deal, right? Yeah. And these colts come running into the chute, and I'm looking at these things. I'm like, oh, my God. Fucking getting on chute runs is what I was thinking. And, uh, like, these horses are quivering at a neck rope, like, just losing it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I finally was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to spur this fucker in the neck. So I get over there, throw my saddle on. Just becomes a broke horse in the chute. I was <laughs> like, oh. I was like, this is fucking, this is nice. I get my rig all set up, climb down on this thing. And then kind of getting ready. And then nod him out. Comes out there, kind of pauses. And his first jump is kind of weak, and then all of a sudden just becomes a rank as shit. <laughs> and, like, fucking goes out to the right, and then I got him. And then all of a sudden sucks back like you wouldn't fucking believe. And then goes left, like, fast as shit. Like, like forehead first into the dirt right there. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a fucking, that's a bucking horse. Holy shit. Yeah. You were at that deal, and, well, I was wasn't this summer it was last summer that bronc riding in, in calgary 
I was there. I wasn't getting on nothing, but I was there. Oh, okay. I thought you might have been getting on there. Fuck that. I'm not getting on Calgary Stampede horses. <laughs> Fuck me. They were giving them ranch punk riders the open horses. Were they? I, I heard they were giving. It was uh, every guy got paid to ride, though. Yeah, you got paid $500 a night. Like, it was pretty cool. Like, Ed McKenzie was getting on there. So I came, I think I came two nights, and I was helping Eddie on behind the shoots. And, yeah, it was it was pretty cool, actually, being on fucking TV and throwing out the traditional bronc busting right there at the Calgary Stampede. I, of course, in the moment, you're like, fuck, run me in one, right? I want to get on one. And then yeah. you, kind of, you kind of think about it. You're like, ah, fuck that. Actually, Pearl Kersey give me such shit. So I was drinking beer behind the deal there before the bronc riding started. And I had a buckskin there in my hand. And I come walking through. I got a full buckskin in my hand walking through the fucking like tunnel deal. And step up behind the chutes and the TV. The fucking um, camera comes swinging out in front of the chutes. And I'm standing there with a buckskin in my hand. Hey, fucking wild drag on short brim. <laughs> Pearl comes over to me. She's like, you can't be drinking that beer behind here. I was like, oh, fuck. So put it down on the chutes. Eddie gets off of his horse. I pick it up and have a drink of it. And she's just like looking at me. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I put it down again because I forgot her, Eddie. <laughs> I'm sitting back there on national television just drinking a buckskin. And goes back to the saying where you can't take us to town because bad shit is going to happen. Oh, man. That was such a wild night. We ended up going, I think it was like Tim Hicks or something like that playing. So we snuck into it instead of just paying the money like everybody else. <laughs> Me and fucking Ed McKenzie and Tyler Ritchie sneak in the back. Like just walk in there like we own the place. And we're in there fucking drinking whiskey, having a good time. And then the, we're sitting there. And Eddie's like trying to climb up on my shoulders to fucking watch the concert deal. And then security's like trying to kick us out. And we're like, okay, fine, fuck you then. So then we walk across the street to the casino, having a good fucking time. And oh man, it was just, it was bad. That was the last time I think I'll ever go to Calgary. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I've been saying for years. You, you turn, you get three cowboys and you turn them loose in town. Like things are going to happen. Oh yeah. Things I mean, are going to happen. And if you got like a big ranch bronc riding deal going on like that, and you know there's a bunch of them yahoos running around town, like shit's going to get western. Oh, yeah. I I think it's fucking a lot of fun. Oh, like, it is. Like at the Dawson Creek Stampede, it was like the 100th annual or whatever. So it was like a huge deal. And they called their bar the water and hole. So I'm like the only buckaroo in the place. They're just a bunch of fucking guys that went to Lamley's that day and bought themselves some boots and a pair of fucking and a shirt and a pair of jeans, right? And I'm standing in there a wild rag on bass day and everybody's like, look at you. And the next thing you know, there's a fucking fight. And... <laughs> right? Right? Because I'm like, I'm like, fuck you. I'll jerk that Jason Aldean hat right off your fucking head. <laughs> But, yeah, I typically try to stay away from the bar now. Yeah. 
you know, we're all going to wind up there eventually. And we all say, well, I'm going to try. You, you'll wind up there again, maybe not as much as you did before, but we all wind up back there again and just. There's actually a pretty cool little place here in Dawson Creek. It's called Rockwell's Bar and Pub. So it's a little biker bar, actually. I go in there all the time. Bunch of oil-filled guys and bikers. and I got left alone, have a good time, have a steak, have a bunch of fucking whiskeys, take a taxi back to the ranch. Actually, <laughs> there you go. Actually been good. I haven't had a single issue there. Well, you can't complain about that. Well, then one night we were in there. Me and Calvin, this kid I work with, and this girl he was dating. <clears throat> and I took him in there for dinner and whatnot. And, and then this freaking rowdy-ass group of people come in, probably probably at least 20 of them, come in there. And I'm like, oh, shit, we probably better finish our fucking drink and pay a bill and get out of here. Probably be our best bet. And, uh, well, anyway, so I'm trying to finish my drink. I got to piss real bad. So I go into the bathroom, eh, and... Uh, I'm taking a piss, and this guy with a cowboy hat comes on, comes up behind me, and it's only one girl in there, standing in line, ain't, and I do up my pants and walk past me. He's like, what's up, tough guy? I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to end no good. No no good, right? <laughs> and that's how it started. So, actually, cool story, him and I become super good friends now. <laughs> but, anyway... So I come walking out of there, and then I'm telling Cabin and his girlfriend, like, fuck, we probably better go. Like, it's a pretty rowdy, rowdy group of guys. It's gonna, not going to end well. There's fucking three of us and 20 of them. And uh, well, anyway, this real good-looking girl comes over and starts kind of half-flirting. And I'm like, well, maybe a guy better stay, right? <laughs> and and uh, next thing you know, so this big group of people, they were it was a big bachelor party. Hey, somebody was getting married. Next thing you know, we were going to this big club in Dawson Creek with this fucking bachelor party. <laughs> and we're dancing in this club. Next thing you know, after that, we're going to some after party. And uh, they mixed up this drink, <clears throat> what what back home I call jungle juice, right? When they mix it in a big cooler full of fucking all sorts of liquor and, and a punch bowl or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, they called it adios, motherfucker. So it was a shot that they had found in Las Vegas. So anyway, it has a whole bunch of different booze in it, but no mix. But it tastes like juice. So nobody told me what was in that shit. It was just me, right? So I'm drinking. I'm drinking. Next thing you know, I'm just liquored at like six in the morning. Like I'm watching the sun guy. And I am liquored. And I get this the ice and I was so about these we gotta go walk 75 yards he could drive me home yeah and him and I we've become good friends but no, I try to stay pretty women. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 generally a good a good concept to have. Try ends up that way, but a guy tries, right? Yeah, you always wind up in that pickle. Well, I know, like last year, was it? 
like last year we went to uh went to Brandon a bunch of us and yeah things got out of control in Brandon Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, well, and you know we were trying to be smart about it. We got a hotel room and everything and a couple other guys that we know they showed up and well they come in the crew truck. And, of course, the one guy brought his dog. So, okay, we're going to leave the vehicles here. You know, we got done at the bar, and we were going back to the hotel, and we were going to keep drinking at the hotel. You know, taxi drivers get real mad when, you know, five cowboys want to pile into a van, and the one guy goes, do you got room for six dogs? <laughs> so there we are riding around Brandon in a minivan, taxi <laughs> minivan, six cow dogs in there hotel staff like and then you got to sneak these dogs into the hotel room how'd that go well i mean we got them in there but we definitely we had a big bill when we left because you know hotel staff found out we had dogs in there (laughs) i was just happy that uh, my name wasn't on the room Oh, fuck, there you go. Yeah, but, you know, of course, well, you know, Actually, you know, get... cow. Yeah. You know cowboy dogs, right? Half of them <laughs> are half eating and just fucking bite the shit out of you. So, you you know, you're trying to wrap this dog up in a sweater and shove him up in your sweater so you can, you know, so you just look like a big fat guy walking in the building and this, you know, Heinz 57 cow dog is just like trying to claw <laughs> your insides crazy. out and trying to bite you, and he's not happy. <laughs> that would be funny to watch. It was quite the goings on. <laughs> I got there another was... story with fucking. Or go ahead. Yeah, it was. It was just quite the goings on, and you know. Three in the morning, dogs running around like the third floor of the hotel. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine your bill was large. Yeah, I'm just glad my name wasn't wasn't on it. I woke up pretty early the next morning and I just got the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> That's not bad. Actually, yeah. I got two stories about fucking cowboys we shouldn't go. I, uh, I, fuck, I think I was eight, I was 18, my buddy, he was 18, and he had a so I just broke up with a girlfriend there, I was with in high school, and, you know, you're eight old, and you're all dopey, right, you want to fuck face and you home or something, right? Yeah. And, uh, anyway, he was like, well, let's go to Billy Bob's and Red Deer. I was like, oh, shit, that's a... That's the fucking plan, right? He was like, I'll DD. All right. That sounds good. So I'll drop down me. And uh, it's fucking wintertime. We got this flat back coming in the bail truck. Hey, full bow valve. And we pull in the billies, this fucking thing. And we're in there having a good time and whatever. And I lost my buddy for quite a while in that bar. And I'm drinking. Trying to go home with something and dancing, having a good time. Next to you know, I find buddy and he's loaded, wasted in the bar, and he was my DD. You had one job. You had one job. 
and he's like loaded and i'm like oh my god and he's trying to fight people right in the i get thrown out by the of course we were dumb and we parked by the front door and i'm like you're not driving like give me the keys i'm driving so we come out the front door after getting thrown out and uh, who's standing out there but three fucking cops <laughs> right out the right out the front door and the truck is like 50 yards away and i'm like i'm looking at buddy i'm like hey hold it together like we're going to walk past these guys straight to the truck like everything is normal get in the truck and then we're leaving <laughs> he, <laughs> he was like okay sounds good so come out there and then he like falls over on the ice like right into me and then we kind of half fell over and we're laughing and fucking giggling and having a good time. And then he goes up, goes over to the cop and he's like, Hey, how was your fucking night? And I'm like, Oh fuck Ben. Like, like quit it. Like we're, I was like, I'm not sleeping in the truck, buddy. It's minus 25. Like we're going and I'm not getting a Dewey. <laughs> so anyway, now I'm scared shitless and I finally got him in the freaking truck. And I'm so freaking scared for my life. So I fucking, I didn't realize there was a curb in front. I was so drunk. So you could drive out. So Gates Ave was right in front of my truck. And and I was so drunk. I like bounced this truck in first. Straight up into the snowbank, across the sidewalk, out onto Gates Ave. Drifted out onto Gates Ave in the old 12 valve. And then at this point, we were so screwed. So I'm just just trying to get out of the red deer and nothing ever came of it but i was like man shit i was like you had one job and not the dd yeah <laughs> and you still fucked it up that's where my cowboy shouldn't go to yeah yeah, yeah that's... Oh, shit and and a couple a couple of my buddies did the same thing at bam so we decided to go partying in bam for a weekend and like and uh, walked into the first club first club get in there i think i just bought myself a drink and uh some young cute girl grabs my hat and i had a nice felt hat at that time and i was like you know like i get it you're trying to be cute but don't touch my fucking hat yeah and uh i took my hat back i was like you know fuck don't do that like you can flirt in other ways don't touch my fucking hat and, uh, well, anyway, night goes on, whatever. She must have told her friend that was a dude that I don't like people touching my hat. So this half burly looking black dude comes walking up to me. And uh, I thought it was kind of odd. Next thing you know, he reaches out to grab my hat. And I kind of like stepped back. I was like, no, like you'll only do that once. I promise you that. And... Uh, well, anyway, he decided he wants to fight me. So then we're get to push and shove match. And then all of a sudden, all my cowboy friends just start jumping on people right in the bar. And I'm like, oh, shit. So we get thrown out of that bar. So then we walk down the street 50 yards, get into another club. And then my buddy got into a fight in that club. So then get thrown out of that club. Walk down the street, get into another one. And then. What happened? Oh yeah, buddy, some guy's old baby, and uh, shit's kind of going south. He goes 
almost out of a lady, and then I lose all my friends. I don't know what hotel we're in. And damn, so I'm around bamping clubs, and then being some Aussie girl that let me sleep in the fucking night. And then get up the next day. And so, anyway, they ended up in Canmore partying and left me in Banff. Yeah, yeah, fuckers. I was like, you fucking cocksucker. But yeah, no, Cowboys should not be allowed to go anywhere. No, that's... Yeah. And the worst is when you show back up to work in the morning, or on a Monday morning, and, like, you look rough. Because you haven't slept since Friday, and you just got back at, like, 4 o'clock Monday morning. And you're saddling the horse, and the boss looks at you and goes, did you really do that? And you're like, you need to clarify that. (laughs) And he goes, did you really do that? And you're like, you know, a lot of things went down on the weekend. Okay, I don't remember some of them, so you're going to need to be more specific. Did I really do that? And then he tells you, you're like, oh, fuck, we did that? (laughs) And they're like, yeah. Yeah, you did. You're like, oh. Well, that wasn't a good idea, was it? Well, two of my friends, there and Brandon, they ended up getting thrown in the clink that night because in front of one of the clubs, one of the bars in Brandon, there was a guy there, he kind of older guy, kind of attention seeker. So I guess he would fake heart attacks or like fake getting hit by a vehicle. And the ambulance would come pick him up. And these two guys, like, they're wild cards. You know, they're pretty good cowboys. They're from, they're from the reservation, from the Sandy Bay Reservation. They're pretty good hands. But just, like, wild. Next thing you know, them two idiots get the bright idea to steal an ambulance. They pile in that ambulance and they scream it up and down the road. Sirens are going, just screaming up and down jump out of it run away and next thing you know there's cops chasing him and everything and the cops are like you guys know and you're like yeah kind of know who he is he's the idiot <laughs> i've got a buddy or two like that <laughs> yeah yeah and they're always the buddies that you're with you're like okay and they could look at you and they're like, why do we need the pep talk? And you're like, because you're the two dumbasses that do everything freaking stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, it's because you're an idiot. You need the pep talk. Yeah. Ten minutes later, you're like, oh, shit. There he goes. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be bad. Yeah, actually, when I was at Ashcroft, I, uh, there's a bar there in Kamloops. Called Cactus Jacks. Yeah. Well, anyway, fuck. I got uh, I got Sunday off that time, so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna go bugger off there and Cactus Jacks and have a few fucking drinks and have a good time and whatever." Well, anyway, I left Saturday night and then drinking conceited of drinking all of Saturday night and then all of Sunday in Kamloops with a whole bunch of people I just met, and then I managed to get myself back to the ranch. Sunday night, drinking again. And then I come into work Monday morning and I'm stumbling like something fierce. I was definitely still wasted. And uh, grabbed my saddle. I didn't even brush my horse. I was like, fuck. Grabbed my saddle pad, grabbed my single rig, 
and then go to throw it up on my horse. And I threw it up on my horse's rump. I couldn't even get it up on his back. It's so fucking drunk. And, uh, you know, I get my horse all cinched up and whatever. And I come walking out of the box stall and just totally ate shit. Like, fell over right in front of my cow boss. And my cow boss, like, looked at me. And he's like, are you good to ride? I was like, yep. He was like, okay, fine then. Be a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I would have let you go home, but fine. So then I loaded my horse up and trailer, and we trailered up into the forestry. And I was riding this big gray horse. I don't know why I picked him that morning. He was kind of a bucking piece of shit. And uh, I decided to torture myself that day, I guess. But anyway, I get out of the fucking truck throw a bit in his mouth and then I like crawl up on this horse and then I'm like half asleep still drunk and then we started lining out and we're trotting and this horse kind of gets into bucking and I kind of had enough of him so I'm circling him up and whatever then he finally lines out we get to trot and I'm just feeling so sick like so sick and I just start puking off the side of my horse and my my cow boss made me do the big circle that day and I I will never do that again to this day. Yeah. Like, yeah, he made my life living hell. And the worst part was that he was going to let me go home that morning. Yeah, we do it to ourselves. Yeah, I was like, no, fuck, no, I'm good to ride. Yeah, and the whole time you're telling them him that, he's just hoping you say yes and has that smirk on his face. Goes, I know what I'm doing with you. <laughs> yeah. No shit, he sent me on the biggest circle. And like, and a rough circle too, like steep terrain. And like, I was sick. I was puking all day. Didn't have no water. All I had in my guts was fucking an egg and some coffee. Yeah. And smoking cigarettes like they were going out of style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. I haven't actually done that since. Yeah, we all have that, that one time when we did something like that. And you're like, well, yeah, I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb to do it twice. Yeah, no, I actually that's not true. I have done it since, but nowhere near to that extent. Yeah. Like, if I'm way too drunk getting up, I'm just going to say I can't do it. Yeah. I'm not living that pain ever again. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the stupidest part was I was so drunk, I decided to pick the bronchi horse in my string. Yeah, we always do that. We never pick the good one. Yeah, no, you never pick that broke horse. So you can just pitch in his head all day and act like you're doing a job when really you're not. Yeah. <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, it was a pretty cool ranch there, actually. I might go back one day. There you go. Well, you might have to come out and try pasture in Manitoba. Well, my brother's been telling me that. He's been trying to get me to move out there. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I mean, man, the pastures, pastures out there, they pay real well, and there ain't a whole lot of cowboys out in Manitoba willing to work. Yeah, well, he says he's got a fucking pasture that's actually not that far from him. And I've been half lingering it in the back of my brain, but that's a long ways to move with a bunch of horses and a bunch of dogs. It is. It is, and just for seasonal work, too, that's the kicker, right? Is there any like outfits out there or anything? I mean there's 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 some outfits out here, but they're few and far between. Like 
you know, I'm pretty fortunate where I'm going back to in the wintertime. They're, they let me stay on a horse pretty much all the time. And I don't got to run a tractor or anything like that, but there's few, there's, there's few, there's few. Speaking about running a tractor, well, a couple of farm hands quit here. So they've been pretty short on their baler help. So I'm like, ah, fuck, like, whatever, I can, I can help and do whatever I got to do, whatever, I haven't done it before, but I'm sure it can't be that fucking hard. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> throw me in this big square baler one day, and, and uh, he's like, yeah, well, fuck, you know, just follow the swath, and I'm like, I'm like, you gotta show me how to turn this fucking thing on. And he just looked at me, he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, buddy, really? So he showed me how to fucking turn the PTOs on and and thing on the monitor and every RPMs up and whatever, right? So I get going along and this thing starts beeping at me like you fucking wouldn't believe me. And I'm like, I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with this thing? So I kept driving and bailing, whatever. Well, anyway, it was only bailing two strings for like probably like four or five swaths. Like I went quite a while. Anyway, the mechanic comes and kind of shuts me down. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I don't know. I'm just driving. You guys told me to follow the fucking swath. <laughs> he was like, your, he was like, your baler's fucked. He was like, there's only two strings tying. I was like, now it's all bundled up at the top. I'm like, well, I don't know. And he was like, well, don't you have any bailing experience? I, was, I like looked at him. I was like, do I look like I have any bailing experience to you? <laughs> yeah. He was like, well, no. And I was like, well, that was a fucking stupid question, wasn't it? <laughs> there's your answer. <laughs> yeah. Why would you ask something stupid like that? Just be happy that I'm willing to help. Yeah. Yeah, I might not be the best help, but hey, I'm willing to do it. And then chances are, after situations like that, they'll be like, well, you just stay on your horse. Do your thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah, no, they haven't made me do a whole heck of a lot since. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And the mechanic was trying to tell me how to fucking fix this and run the string down and tie the knot and whatever. And I'm like looking at him. I'm like, you know, like you realize I'm not, I'm not fucking soaking in any of this, right? Yeah. So they leave me by myself and then I'm bailing at like 11 at night. And then the fucking thing fucks up and I'm like, okay, so I'm crawling underneath this thing and over top of this thing with my light and tying knots to random shit. <laughs> and fucking I know, we decided to call her a night there and I didn't have to go bail him the next day and the mechanic phones me at 9 in the morning he's like what did you do to this thing I'm like well what do you mean he was like well there's knots tied to all sorts of shit and he was like I can't actually quite figure out what you did I had to cut it all off I was like well I don't know you told me to fucking tie knots to shit I don't know I was just trying to tie it up fuck yeah I was just trying to do my job yeah, I was like, fuck, I don't know. I was like, maybe with a few more beer, I could have had it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And the thing with this new equipment, too, it's like you get into the cabin. You're not sitting in a cabin with a tractor anymore. You're like, you're in a fucking spaceship. Oh, yeah. There's like shit beeping at you and there's buttons all over the place. <laughs> Actually, I got to sit in one of these great big versatiles. I helped fucking pack the silage pit one day. A great big old tractor. It's got like fuck, what is that? Eight wheels on this fucking thing. Like it's a monster. It's yeah. a monster of tractor. <clears throat> so I got in this thing. 
And anyway, it's got a big screen in it that you can actually plug your phone into and you can watch Netflix. Yeah, well, you know, they don't need to give us technology like that. Definitely do not put a cowboy in that because something is getting fucked. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, man, this thing is entertaining. Anyway, so I had to, I had to fuck off and go pull some semi truck out of the skeg. Uh, he was loaded full of silage. So he's like, yeah, just take that big burst tile and fuck off across the double. Like, you'll see him. I was like, okay. I was like, well, how fast does this fucking thing go? He's like, well, it'll go too fast. I was like, okay, fine. So I whip out on the stubble and crank that thing up to fucking highway speeds, eh? And I'm fucking roaring across the stubble. I nearly bucked off that thing. <laughs> like, I cranked my head up on the ceiling a couple of times. I couldn't figure out how to get her slowed down anymore. <laughs> I'm gearing the- Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, I got the RPMs fucking cranked right up and gearing that cut down, eh? I was like, holy fuck, Jesus. And then he's like listening to this thing and it's blowing black smoke. I'm like, yeah, don't put me in that thing ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Just not a fucking clue. Yeah. Well, of course, these guys up here look at you stupid because you ain't got an idea. I'm like, well, I don't fucking know. I was like, I'll drive it. I'm just not going to tell you it's going to go real well. Yeah, well, they put me in a... Well, we had a real bad bad blizzard there last winter at where I was working and the roads were like closed for three days like highways were shut down nobody could move so there was just three of us working this ranch I mean we had 3,000 cows to feed and then about 2,800 3,000 calves yearlings in the feedlot right and so yeah they put us all on equipment and they put me on a on a tractor too and it had um it come from the oil patch so it had one of them red kill switches on it oh yeah yeah and they're like whatever you do don't hit that button i'm like don't fucking tell me that (laughs) and they're like i'm like well what does it do and they're like you don't need to know what it does just don't hit that red button well the second day i found out what that red button did (laughs) oh yeah yeah, it kills the whole tractor. Airlocks, everything, emergency shut off. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, of course, they need somebody to come out and turn that cunt back on. Yeah, they need to bring, like, a specialized mechanic, and they're like, what'd you do? And you're like, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, oh, I'm pouring a coffee, and I guess my thermos must have hit that switch. And t- I wasn't there telling them that I uh, that I touched this. Who? what does this do? Click. Oh, that's what it does. Yeah, it just shuts the whole fucking deal down there. Yeah, and you can pull it out. Like, you can hear that tractor dying. You're like, oh, no, 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 no. Pull it out, and nothing happens, and it just dies. You're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah, this is about to be an expensive bill. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, and it wasn't that bad. You know, they got the mechanic out. I think it was, like, 200 bucks. They got it fixed. And The foreman looked at me. He goes, you hit the button, didn't you? I'm like, my thermos. I was pouring coffee. And my thermos hit it. He goes, don't worry, I've hit that button too. I wanted to see what it is. I'm like, right? Don't tell somebody not to hit that button. Like, tell them what it does. Yeah, exactly. Tell them it's a fuck up. Yeah, you hit that button when something real bad's happening. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> it was super funny. This When I got up here in uh, March, one of the feed truck drivers, 
So she's fucking phoning people. Anyway, she lit this cunt up on fire. Eh? <laughs> A bunch of silage got beside the exhaust pipe. Anyway, it fucking lit up on fire. And we're all running out there. To fucking, we all got fire extinguishers in our fucking shit. Eh? And they're all trying to get it out. And I'm just standing there and I lit myself a smoke. And then they're like, well, fuck. You know, like, why aren't you helping? I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. There's fucking six people fucking spraying this thing with fire extinguishers. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> like, I might as well just sit and have a smoke and enjoy the heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Oh, fuck. Speaking of fires, buddy, it was, it was honestly the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so we were Brandon yearlings in the shoot, hey? With hot irons? Yeah. And, uh, well, anyway, I'm, like, I'm pretty hungover. And... Uh, Rosie was branding and I was Ivamacking and giving shots and I was so hungover so I Ivamacked this fucking yearling and she hadn't branded it yet <laughs> I know exactly where this is going I, mean, I like look back and grab the injection guns and then look back and this yearling is on fire buddy <laughs> right in this brand new arrow quip shoot <laughs> it's like brand fucking this thing's bellering pure Jesus and me and Rosie are beating the hell out of this thing. Like, I got my shotguns fucking off, and I'm beating the piss out of this thing. And she's beating the piss out of this thing. And it just kept getting worse. Like, like this, this yearling was on fire, buddy. Like, I've never I've never seen anything like that in my life. People are running for fire extinguishers. I'm burning the shit out of my hands trying to put this yearling out. And the big boss, the manager, was standing, like, 20 yards away. Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. And then we finally got him out. He's just bare. Just looked like a naked mole rat on the fucking top of that thing. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. I am such a dumbass. <laughs> of course, we all had to sit back for a five-minute break because we were like, holy fuck. Well, that happened. Like, and it was a brand new shoot, too. Brand new Aeroquip shoot getting burnt to fuck. <laughs> like, I don't think we'd even run fucking 100 animals to this shoot yet. Yeah, and everybody's like, well, let's not do that again. Yeah, just me hungover shit, spraying shit with Ivamac. <laughs> right? And they're not electric irons, eh? Like, they're fucking hot irons. Yeah. So them shit, them, them fucking things are hot. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, man. I, I, I'll I never forget that ever in my life. <laughs> I actually have never seen that. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I've seen it from a prod at the feedlot. Really? Yeah, Prado struck the odd one off. I've seen that happen at the feedlot I worked. <laughs> was it just running around on fire by itself, or what? Yeah, well, it was it was uh, just going into the chute, so they just let it run out, and it ran out and put itself out. So that was a good thing. I didn't know if it was going to put itself out or not because Rosie was yelling at me, should we let it out? I'm like, I don't know if it'll put itself out or not. It's fucking hair. Like, <laughs> and I don't know. I've never lit myself on fire to find out. <laughs> like, this is new ground. Yeah, this is all new to me. Yeah, I, and it goes to the reason why, too, when you work some outfits... And they have a safety meeting, and they go, this safety meeting's for the Cowboys. And you're like, we don't. Why do we need a safety meeting? And then they bring up something that happened like a week, and you're like, 
Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Speaking of safety. Like, so we've got a full-time safety lady on this ranch, right? Like, Yeah, I heard that was big in BC. Yeah, full-time. Like, here every fucking day. It's completely new to me. I've never seen it before. <laughs> but, anyway, I got up here. I thought it was a little odd. But I work with this old cowboy by the name of Leonard Coop. He cowboyed on Douglas Lake. He's a pretty cool old duck. But, anyway, so he gets bucked off his bay horse in the spring there. And, uh... And he hits the dirt pretty hard. And, you know, it took him 10 minutes or so to get up. Get him back on his horse, and he's kind of wobbling. He's pretty sore. And uh, when we get back to the barn, and, and he's kind of wobbling a little bit, and he comes up over to me and grabs me by the shoulder real hard. And he's like, you do not tell that safety lady shit. I was like, don't worry, Leonard, I got you. <laughs> and then, well, anyway, we have safety meetings once a month. And then later on that month, we were trying to roll a cow over. And uh, this cow actually kicked me on the side of the head and knocked me on my ass. Because we are dumbasses and trying to do it by hands versus just throwing fucking rope on the back feet and rolling the cunt over. But <clears throat> And, uh, well, anyway, so this slips out at the safety meeting. And then she asked us later, she was like, what do you guys really do out there? I was like, you don't want to know. <laughs> I'm telling you, you fucking, you don't want to know. Yeah, you, I was, you're going to make a safety lady have gray hairs. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I got bucked off my bay horse actually four times in a day. And I was kind of limping around. Well, anyway, goes to the start of that story. <clears throat> so I didn't have a calf sled with me that day. I was royal dumbass. I don't know why I didn't. And I had this calf that I had to get back to the truck like bad. The sucker was going to die in a snowbank. So I'm on my big bay horse, and, like, he's pretty fresh. And I was like, well, I could try throwing the cunt on the saddle with me. I could try it. So I threw him up there, and it took me, like, 10 minutes to get this cap on this horse while he did circles around me. And I finally got him up there, got on the fucking horse. I don't know. We took maybe 20 steps. Calf starts kicking and struggling. This horse just augured me in this calf. Just absolutely augured us. I was like, oh, my God. And, of course, I've got, like, three miles to go. So get this calf back up on this horse. Get back on the horse. Go again. Get bucked off in the snow. Do it again until I did it four times. And then finally, figured he kind of got her half figured out. And we got to the trailer. <clears throat> I figured out how to tie his feet up. I was like, I'm not letting this kind of kick anymore. And then we get back to the truck. And then throw the calf in the truck. And then I get back to the barn and I'm kind of hobbling. And I'm pissed straight off. And there's spur marks on the side of my bay horse. And uh, she's like, you care telling me what happened to you today? I was like, nope. <laughs> she was like, she was like, okay, I understand that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, things happen that I'd rather not talk about. Yeah, I don't want to admit what happened to me today. Yeah. See, when I've when I've packed, and it could be the wrong way, it works for me. When I pack a calf on my saddle, I'll tie his feet, all four feet up, and then I'll just throw him over my horn, pack him on the one side of your saddle. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, it works for me pretty good. I mean, there's been the odd hiccup. But it looks real bad when 
your horse goes back to the barn without you because you get that calf up there and he kind of does some squirming and flops himself against the side of your horse and your horse leaves without you. And then you're stuck walking and you're walking back and there's your horse standing next to the barn and everybody's looking at him, this calf hanging off of him and everybody's like, what happened out there? And you're like, piss off. Yeah, yeah, piss off. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, things happened, okay? <laughs> it's like this spring. So Leonard and I were calving fields together and we had a ton of coyotes early in the spring and I was on my little DJ horse and I roped quite a few coyotes on this horse. And uh, I caught this coyote out in the middle. And I was like, fuck you, you little bastard. I got you now. So I shook my rope down and started riding real hard at him. And my horse wouldn't quite get me there. And he's and he's broke. Like, he knows better. He was just being a peckerhead. So I over and under him and whipped him in the dink with a loop. And he cracked fucking loose on me and then ducked hard. So I <laughs> went head first into the fucking snow. <clears throat> And he buggered off and left me. So I'm walking across the field with my woolies and my rope. And uh, trying to find this fucker and Leonard's leading my horse back to me. And uh, he's like, he's like, what uh, what happened to you? I thought this was your broke horse. I was like, he is. And he was like, well, what were you doing? He's like, why is your rope in your hand? I was like, well, I was trying to rope a coyote over and under this fucker. He just blew up laughing fucking left me there he was like you're a dumb cunt (laughs) (laughs) i was like thanks leonard yeah we rode with the with the young guy like we have two managers on on the pasture and so he got hired on the other side and uh you know he didn't really he was all more show than anything and really liked that Texan style of cowboy in which, you know, for them boys down there that know how to do it, that's nothing to them. You know, to tie off hard to their saddle horn and go and rope something, that's nothing to them boys because they know how to do it. I mean, that's all they know, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, we were kind of talking about a gunsel here that doesn't know anything, just seen a couple documentaries and a couple YouTube videos of doing this and, that's how he's going to rope. He's going to, you know, he got the hat. Like, he, he, it looks like he comes straight out of Texas, but just dumber and shit. <laughs> well, we had real bad foot rot there in the one field, and he needed help. So we were over there helping him doctor foot rot for, like, two days. And we were riding back to the trailer. We seen, seen a yearling limping along with foot rot, and it was just kind of out by himself there's no other ones so the guy the one manager he's like last one to get a rope on him buys the beer today and he's pretty big yearling so everybody bails off right and starts pulling cinches because you know end of the day your horse is tired you got a pretty loose loose cinch you can't really rope anything so you're snugging up and everything and this kid doesn't even tighten his cinch he just leaves and he ran that yearling down and he threw and he's riding an old calf roping horse. So when he threw that calf roping horse just sat right down. Well, when everything come tight, that Palomino, he just took a jump in the air and his front feet went up by his ears and that, that saddle tied off just fucking left. 
<laughs> Do you know how hard it is to rope a yearling running around the pasture with the saddle bouncing behind it? <laughs> when I laugh. Oh, it was funnier than hell. Because, like, the look on his face was, like, just sheer terror. Like, well, my horse was underneath me. Now he's gone. <laughs> oh, man. That's freaking hilarious. I actually got bucked. I got, uh, I ended up on the ground in my single rig once. <laughs> I, uh, that was my 3B I had. I, I was riding this horse in the arena. That was my little bay mare. And she blew up bucking and, and she could buck. Like, <laughs> I could give her that. Like, she could fucking do it for a little horse. And she stuck back a couple times pretty hard. And I felt my saddle kind of inching. Next thing you know, I was in the dirt. Still had both my pedals. Holding on to my rope and in my saddle. <laughs> and I was like, yep, not everybody can say that they've done that. Yeah, I rode my saddle right to the ground. <laughs> yep, I didn't buck off. I was still in my rig. Yeah, right? It counts. <laughs> that's what I said. It counts. My uncle Russell just laughed at me because he was like, that single rig's so fucking stupid. I was like, hey, now I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and when that kid did that like it took us like a good 20 minutes to finally get that yearling caught and all i ended up doing is i just rope rode up and roped the saddle because i could like nobody could get close and that whole that yearling ran by me at like hot and i wasn't quite ready and when i got my loop out there i just threw up the saddle and i caught the saddle and went to the pin and stopped everything Jeez, I'd buddy like you roping his rig. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't too thrilled about it. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> yeah, I should have tightened up, you stick fuck. Yeah, like, you know, well, I thought you guys were roping, riding broke horses. How often do you chase after your yearling with the saddle bouncing behind it? Not very often. No shit. <laughs> I don't this think is, I... this is all new to my horses. <laughs> I don't think I don't think my horse is like that very much. Well, yeah, fuck. That'd be bad, actually. Yeah. I mean it was it was funny all after it was done and everything, but in the beginning you're like, boy, this is this is something. Oh, I so I work for like farmers, like glorified farmers up here that think they're cowboys. Well anyway, they they built this cage deal. That goes on the front of a tractor. You ever seen one of them things? Yeah, the, the death trap. Like that's like a cowboy killer. Well, it's like a cage with a head shoot in it and all sorts of stuff, right? Well, anyway, fuck, I forget why, but this cow needed to come back to the ranch and they didn't want to rope and load it or whatever. So he asked asked me if I'd fucking rope this cow and he'd come set the cage on. I was like, yeah, fuck, sure, I can do that. <laughs> so I'm on my little DJ horse. And uh, I roped this cow. And then the next thing you know, this tractor is roaring up behind me. And I'm like, what in the hell? Let me lay this cow down first, tie her up, and then set the cage on her. No, no. He's thinking he's a heel horse with this tractor. (laughs) And (laughs) this cow is, is windmilling around me. And my horse is getting chased by the tractor. The cow's getting chased by the tractor, and I'm having all fucking hell trying to get my horse square and holding on to this cow. And then I'm, like, too short because the tractor's, like, right behind me and my horse. So I slid a bunch of rope out there, 
I'm pretty much holding on to my pom-pom and my fucking rope. And then finally my boss sets it on this tractor and he's like, man, your horse sure didn't like that. I didn't like that. I was like, fuck, yeah, I didn't like that shit. And I was like, and my horse has never seen fucking anything like that before. (laughs) And he was like, really? I'm like, God, no. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. (laughs) Yeah, you got to love working for guys like that. They're like, this is going to be a good idea. And you're like, well, I'm pretty sure it's not. But yeah, it's not. I was like, why don't you just let me lay the cow down and then set the goddamn thing on it? Instead of trying to be a heel horse with a great big John Deere with a rattling cage chasing me around. Yeah. After that, I avoided that thing. If I needed that thing for any means, I'd lay the cow down first and then call for that fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you have to because (laughs) not too many horses are are used to that kind of thing. No, I was like, man, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm like trying to wave my arms and like, I wasn't even that short. I was like 30 feet out there and like, I was still too short. Like that tractor was like right beside me. Like driving. Now you're scared. Now you're scared of, okay, is the cow going to come up the rope and chase me or do I have to worry about getting run over by a tractor? I was more worried about the tractor. Yeah, I would be too. Boy, that would be good at a safety meeting. So, uh, yeah, we don't have so-and-so here today. He's in the hospital. I kind of run him over with the tractor yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of mentioned that to the safety lady. I was like, can we get that thing banned from the ranch? I was like, that thing is unsafe as shit. But it didn't work. Everybody else likes it, so I guess. Yeah, different, different ways for different people, eh? Well, yeah, well, they think, well, me and old Leonard were pretty cowboy. And, like, one time, my boss come riding out in our pasture because nobody could get a hold of us. And, anyway, they come out looking for us. So, what we've got going on is we've got a cow halter to a tree. And then I'm holding the back foot to this cow by my saddle horse. And then Leonard's underneath this cow trying to teach this calf to suck. And uh, and it's kind of a total wreck. Like, I'm on a horse that's fucking no good for this shit. And then this fucking cow is just mangling the shit out of this poplar tree. And they come out to see this, and they're like, oh, my God, there's literally a maternity shoot like a kilometer away. We're like, oh, fuck, we don't need it. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> yeah, it might not look like it right now, but we got it. Yeah, don't worry about how it looks right now. Ask us when we're done. <laughs> yeah, no shit. We did a bunch of that. It was super funny, actually. Oh, I, I think was... every outfit you work, like, there's always that mentality. Like, I, I don't care what we have to do. Like, it's going to get done. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, it might not look pretty at the time, but, hell, we're going to make it work. <laughs> yeah. And then half the time you get done doing that and you look at the guy you're riding with, you're like, hey. He's like, yeah. And you're like, well, let's not do that again. Yeah. Yeah, that's like an everyday occurrence. You're like, that was dumb. Let's, how about we don't do that ever again? Yeah. <laughs> but, no, we fuck. Well, I don't know. We have some fun up here, that's for sure. Well, I think that's the big thing. It doesn't matter where you work. And that's what, that was, what makes an outfit fun and makes this job fun is you got to have them that fun and, you know, just, Go out and do cowboy shit and make your job fun. Because if you don't, like, it's just going to drive you insane. 
Oh, yeah. Actually, you know, I've found out that horses hate calf sleds. They do. They do. They're not fun. No, like, I'm riding this little bay horse and another horse that I bought with a bucket issue. He's 10 and kind of a trainer eject. And I was kind of calving out on him a little bit. I think the first time I rode him out, I trotted him out from the barn instead of trailering out. (laughs) And we kind of had some difficulties, but we got out there anyway. So I had him rode down pretty good. But he wasn't real gentle about riding with one hand, so he kind of had to ride the fucker with two hands. And I was like, well, I'm going to teach him how to drag this sled. So I kind of grabbed this sled and kind of dragged him across the field. And I was tired of kind of dallied and then trying to ride the fucking thing. So I tied a bowl and in the end of it and looped it over my saddle horn. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm going along and I'm riding them. And then the sled kind of goes up over a log and kind of makes a sound and kind of like comes down a downhill and kind of chases them a little bit. (laughs) Oh, man. Were we fucking in for it then? We started running off and now, you know, the sled's chasing them. I can't let go of the sled anymore. She's like sucked up to my saddle horn. So I'm trying to get him rode, and then Leonard's watching me from a ways away. We're on like a dead run. And this sled is hitting shit clumps and hay piles and like launching in the air and hitting the side. And I'm on just a dead run straight sideways on this horse. And then finally he kind of starts bucking and slows down, and I was able to throw this rope off my saddle horn. And then get this fucker rode. But Leonard's like, what? He's like, did your rope like half hitch or what? I was like, no, I tied a bowling on it and threw it on my saddle horn. He was <laughs> like, oh, my God, you are dumb. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wow, it was eventful, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I ended up getting him rode and never come off of him. And then he was pretty good about the sled a few days after that. But after that occurrence, he was pretty scared of that fucking thing. Yeah. Because it was chasing him and attacking the shit out of him. Like, it was launching in the air. Like, how I didn't break it, I have no idea. Yeah. So I learned that was stupid. Yeah, we learned a lot of things that was that are stupid on the fly, don't we? You're like, oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, I was happy to buck off of him. And he just kind of went on a runaway with the sled. That was kind of my big thing. I was like, man, this horse is going to go through a fence or something if I come off this fucker. <laughs> yeah. So I was doing everything I had to stay in the middle of them. Yeah, and in situations like that, like when you start a situation, like don't start it if you're not going to be fully committed to the outcome of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was all I was running through my brain. I was like, I got to get this fucker rolled. Otherwise, he's going to go through a fence. I either got to get this rope off my horn or get him rode, or both. Yeah. Like, There's got to be two two things happening here. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he, he turned out all right. He still don't really like the sled, but he'll drag it. Yeah, it takes a, you know, what we ask these horses to do and stuff, it takes a real special kind of horse not to kill us. Yeah, no shit. Well, if a guy just did a little bit of groundwork, you know, maybe we wouldn't have such an issue. Yeah. But I find, I always say that to myself. So, you know, I'm going to prep these horses, you know, actually do it. And then it comes down to it. It's like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just bail on him. I'll teach him how to fly. Yeah, happens. we'll figure it out as we go. 
Yeah, that's always what ends up happening. Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 figure this out as we go. Yeah, exactly. What could go wrong? Yeah, and then you end up on your head. Yeah, and you're like, oh well, that happened. Yeah, that went wrong. Yeah, that went wrong. Well, we're gonna try this different next time. <laughs> and then three days later, you're in the exact same situation. You're like, oh yeah, we've been here before. Yep. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah it's like everybody like, oh, how'd you get your horse so rope broke? Like, your horse is so rope broke. Like, what was your training method? Well, I just rope shit off him and hope for the best. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just kind of hit the pin and then we go from there. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, well, that little bay horse is talking about, so I roped a heifer on him. And, uh. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, the worst though, I had it happen to me last summer. And uh, you've heard that, um, I think it's called Just Cowboying, but that song by Matt Robertson where he's talking about reaching out and roping that calf and you end up roping the cow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of had an experience like that last summer, but I roped the calf and I caught a bull at the same time. Oh, nice. Yeah, I threw my rope out there, just like a nice little scoop loop. And, you know, I waited till the calf turned his head. And the bull wasn't looking at me. He was looking the other way. And I'm like, this is my shot. Set that scoop loop out there. And as I threw it out there, that bull turned his head and looked at me. And my rope sailed around both of them. And everything come tight. Well, now I got a calf and a bull. (laughs) At the end of the rope, I'm like, well, this is less than ideal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you got the calf bellering and he's you know, the calf ended up fishing his way out of the out of the loop. And the guy I'm riding with, he goes, What do you want me to do now? I'm like, I'd really appreciate it if you would heal this bull for me so I could get my rope back. <laughs> yeah. Well you probably weren't tight enough for it either. No, not even close. Like we were just we were just treating ammonia calves that spring, right? So like not gonna tighten up for a pneumonia calf and i mean you catch a a black angus bull that you know pretty big black angus bull and you're like oh shit well that (laughs) happened especially by the neck yeah you're like yep this is about to be fun yeah and you know that's all that's going through your head you're like well that happened (laughs) i did that with a cow this last spring so i've been playing with the johnny blocker quite a bit yeah and I really like it when that calf's on the opposite side from you and the cow's close to you. I kind of throw a Johnny Blocker over their back and neck the calf while they're not paying attention to you. Yep. So I'm playing with that quite a bit and then kind of while I was getting kind of half good at it. So I fucking threw this Johnny Blocker and I don't know what happened, but I ended up necking the cow. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Like I am such I I didn't even dally because I was like if I dally I'm gonna yank the saddle right off this horse. So I circled this cow up super quick and then tripped her down and then kind of got short, run up to her and yanked my rope off of her because I was like I am not near tight enough to even dally, nor tie off. I was like this is so freaking stupid. 
<laughs> so then I was a little leery of that loop after that. Yeah, I'd imagine. I was like, yeah, we might not try that for a little while. Yeah, well, I had a I had a wreck last summer. I was by myself, and uh, the the rider he wasn't there that day that normally rides with me. He was sick, didn't come in, and so I was like, well, I'll just go out and check by myself, and you know, if there, I'd treat some cabs for pink eye or whatever I have to do by myself. And I got out to got out to where I was gonna ride, got out to the salt luck, and I dumped some salt and mineral off. And one of the bulls we've been looking for, like, we hadn't seen him in three weeks. Didn't know where he was. Then he's standing next to a tree. Right by the salt lick. And something, I think a cougar got a hold of him. Because he was all tore up and everything. And he had foot rot to boot. And I was like, well, he's pretty weak, you know. He should probably go back to the yard and get a vet to come and look at him. So, I thought, well, if I can, if I can heal him, I'll tie him to a tree, and then I'll back the truck up to him, truck and trailer up to him. I'll open the door, and then I'll throw the bull rope on it, run that through the trailer, and get it set up, and I'll just pull him onto the trailer. Okay, that was, that was my plan, right? Mm-hmm. I figured it was a pull. I, I, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like. This is a pretty good plan. Like, I'm actually thinking things through. <laughs> like, I'm not going on the fly anymore. This is going to work. Well, he come off the trees. And I didn't have enough rope to go back to a tree. So he kind of went down on me. And I had him healed by a back foot. And uh, I had his good foot. So he had to stand on that back swollen up foot. So it kind of hurt, right? He didn't really want to fight. I'm like, okay, plan B. Perfect. I got the good foot up in the air. He's standing on the back foot. He doesn't really want to fight it. So tied off to my horse, and thankfully this day I'm riding my broke horse. I'm like, this is going to work. So I tie off to him, run over to the truck, back the trailer up to him, open the back door. I'm getting the bull rope out, getting ready to get everything set, put this bull rope on him, running through the trailer and everything. And this bull starts fighting and jerking on my horse. And he's wanting to go in the trailer. Well, next thing I know, my horse goes, okay, and just goes with the bull. And they both load themselves onto the trailer. And now I got a horse and a bull on the trailer. And I'm still tied to the bull. I'm like, wow, how the hell am I going to do this? And the bull, he's standing there. So I managed to get the divide gate closed. Didn't have anything to the in the truck to get my rope off or anything. So, yeah. And uh, we used a, that year we were using just like an old shitty trailer where you didn't trust anything. Yeah. So I closed the door and I'm like, well, I got to get back to the yard. And, like get them unloaded into a crowd and deal with it from there. So I closed the door and I drove back to the yard quick, got to the yard and the boss is there and he goes, what are you doing back? I'm like, well, you're never going to believe this, but bull's on the trailer and he's still tied to my horse. And he just shook his head at me. Well, how are we going to deal with this? I'm like, I haven't got that far yet. (laughs) It's a working progress, but you know, 
the bull's on the trailer. He's still tied to my horse. Everything's kind of settled right now, but I don't know how long it's going to be settled for. So he's like, well, why didn't you just untie your, like, untie it? I'm like, well, it's real tight. And, you know, I hung off that rope in the trailer and I couldn't get it off and I didn't have my knife on me. So I was like, so yeah, we got that going against us. (laughs) Disaster averted, thankfully. We just cut my rope. I'm like, fuck it, just cut it. (laughs) I think that's your only way out of that situation. Yeah, it was the only feasible feasible option is just cut it. <laughs> yeah, just cut this bucket. Yeah. Then the boss, he's like, don't do that again. I'm like, hey, it was a win. He goes, how is it a win? I'm like, bull's on the trailer, is he not? You're welcome. Yeah, how about thank you? Yeah, and my boss, <coughs> my boss just looks at me and goes, you're an idiot. I'm like, I know that. <laughs> yeah thank you yeah yeah tell me something i don't know because i already have that part figured out yeah last summer i was riding my big bay horse and i was checking pastures and there's this big ass fucking red cow and uh she had foot rot and i'd only roped a little bit on my bay horse but nothing real large on him yet and i was like wow she's pretty slow it's not gonna be too bad so again that time I was like, well, I was like, should I rope her by hind foot? Should I rope her by her opposite foot or should I just neck her and wrap her up? I was like, ah, I was like, I should probably just neck her. So I necked this cow and all of a sudden she just came fucking alive. And I hit the pin with her and I was pretty close to the bush. So I had to stack up my wraps. I didn't want to slide too much rope. And then she starts heading for the bush real hard. And then my horse just quit. Like, completely fucking quit. Drug us right in there. Like, fucking lost my hat. Lost my sunglasses. And finally got her, like, stopped. And then I was able to undo my dally super duper slow. And then I tied her to a tree next to me. And I was like, yeah, we're fucked now in the bush. (laughs) So then I tried getting off my pony. And seeing if I could get her wrapped up around a tree on foot. I don't pack a second rope with me. And that wasn't working. She was trying to eat me in the fucking bush. And I'm like, oh my God. So I trotted back to the trailer, grabbed the second rope, keeled her in the bush, dropped her down, and then tied off. And then got her treated. And then trying to get my rope off of her in the bush. And then my horse decides it wants to have a royal conniption (laughs) in the fucking bush. And he's like bouncing off these couple of trees. And I'm like, oh my God and then the cow gets up slips back foot so now I've only got one foot and I'm just standing there shaking my head I'm like oh my god and then she half like thank god steps back a little bit so I get down there real fast and like give the rope a little bit of slack off of her hind foot and then slips off turns around tries to eat me and then I'm like this is all retarded I was so mad at my horse I was like you quit and fuck just totally quits and drags us right into the bush. I was like, this is your doing. <laughs> this is all your fault, by the way. Yeah, this is your doing. I don't know why you're having a fucking fit. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, if anybody could hear the words coming out of the mouth in that bush, they'd have been like, Jesus. We're not going near that bush. Oh, man, I was fucking mad. I wanted to beat that cow and the horse at the same time. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a pretty good deal. We live in the age we live in, and, like, not somewhere down in the States where you're allowed to pack a pistol on you. Because if we were allowed to ride with a gun, there might be some dead cows and some dead horses. Oh, frick, absolutely. I think you'd have to give me a twenty two with birdshot to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> because I've got a temper and cows, and cows like to push it oh cows know exactly how to push them buttons oh man I hate it. that's what I got my healer dog for makes me feel so much better yeah Like it's like yep yeah, I'm fucking mad at that cow go get it yeah there's nothing better than having like a couple dogs that'll just chew on a cow and you know she takes a run at your horse or just counterfeit cow just horse fighting cow and you get you finally get her down and you get her tied down you know she's not going anywhere near like yeah dogs have at her yeah exactly actually it was super funny when i first moved up here i had my healer dog with me i think i think on our first move and uh like he he's pretty like for a healer dog he's fucking broke like he knows both of his directions like he's he's a good dog and uh, I had him with me, and then the other guy, he's running. He's kind of got a coolie kelpie dog, kind of circles up pretty good. Kind of a pretty good little dog. And uh, he was like, you really like your healers? I was like, yeah. I was like, I like this healer. I don't know if I'd say I like healers, but I like this dog. And then I hadn't sent him anywhere yet or done anything with him. And then his dog's having one heck of a time trying to get, I don't know, it's probably 10 or 20 cows turning around dog fighting. And then I was like, watch this. I'm fucking send my dog in there. Turned around immediately. My dog's hanging off a cow's heads, heels, tails. Anything he can get a hold of. Yeah. And then they all turn and line out. And then I just looked at him. I was like, you see? I was like, that dog is a hammer. I was like, you send him in there, shit moves. I was like, there's no finesse. There's no fucking around. It's get her done. I was like, that's why That's why I like him. Yeah. I've had a couple kind of i've had a couple good healers that were like that but the problem with a good healer like that is you'll send them in at the wrong time like you'll send them in in a gate corner and get shit moving and then all of a sudden you just hear fence screeching and the boss just glares at you and you're like yeah well <laughs> yeah. the gate just got a lot bigger <laughs> yeah hey, you gotta be uh, i'm fencing later ain't i <laughs> Yeah, you got and you got can't send that dog anywhere near like the bush because he's not gonna get in front of him and fish him out of the bush. No, he's just gonna chase him deep into he, the bush. He's just gonna chase them cunts right in the bush. Yeah, and then you're going in there and fishing him out, not him. Yeah, well, I had a buddy give me a uh, not a hanging tree, uh, a catahoula, a hound. Oh yeah. And she was a pretty good dog. She would like, oh man, she loved to chew on cattle. And she would find cattle for you. But the worst problem about them hounds is they'll go to hound state at the exact wrong time. Like, they'll be the perfect cow dog. They'll work good all day. And then you'll be like trying to finesse like 400 through the gate or something like that. And then that nose will hit the ground and you're like, no, 
no, no, hey, you no good speckled bitch, don't don't do that. And you know when her nose hits the ground, you're like, this is bad. <laughs> nose hits the ground, tail straight up in the air, through them 400 cows just on the trail like a rabbit or something. You're like, wow. And then you got cows going everywhere and the boss is loping by you, just laying a cussing on you, going, this is your fault. And you're like, no. No, this is the dog's fault, not mine. It's your dog, it's your fault. And you're like, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. You've got a point. Yeah, I know how that feels. But, you know, you'd cuss on that dog, and then you'd be hunting strays, and you'd turn, you'd turn her loose, and she'd just disappear. And you'd, like, ride for an hour, and you'd be like, where is this dumb dog? Like, where the hell did she go? And then you'd stop and listen for cows, and off in the distance, you would hear a bay, and you're like, oh, she's got something. Sometimes yeah. you didn't like what she had. <laughs> I've been, yeah. I've thought about a cat a couple of times, but I like my little coley dogs too much. Yeah, so do I. I like coleys and hanging trees. Like that cat of Hula, she, she, uh, she treated a bear cub there one day and I rode up on her. And this was in the fall just before the bears went to den. So, like, you know how a bear is in the fall. Like, they're kind of ornery. Oh, yeah. It's got this cub treed up a tree, you know. There she is barking at the bottom of the tree. I step off my horse because I can't. She's not calling off. I step off my horse to get a hold of her. And then she swaps directions and goes the other way, and my horse is freaking out. Well, here I am on the ground, and she's trying to tree Mama. And Mama isn't happy because Mama wants to go up the tree with the cub, and I'm in between cub mama my horse isn't happy and there's my catahoula just royally fucking everything up and you're like you're you're you're, you're not helping yeah you are definitely fucking sleeping outside tonight yeah yeah if i make that out of out of this alive and not turn into bear shit i'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah no shit in like, this moment right now i'm not gonna do nothing about it but later i am yeah i'm gonna try and get on my horse right now that's not wanting anything to do with this situation. Yeah. You don't love dogs sometimes. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, like, me and um, me and Matt McKinley on his podcast, like, we were talking horses and cows and dogs a little bit. and Like, like he said, see, so you get on a horse that doesn't want you on its back and you convince them that this is a good idea. Then you're going to go move animals that do not want to be moved and you got to convince them that's a good idea. So, okay. You got everything going, but you got to throw a runaway dog into the mix. (laughs) Just fuck everything right up on you. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what adds excitement. It does. It would be a real boring job if there wasn't excitement. Yeah, well, every once in a while, you're like, fuck me, I'm so glad I got a good dog. Yeah. And then that's what makes up for the times that are like, fuck, I should have just left that fucking thing at home. Yeah, well, we went to the auction mart there last summer. Went for lunch. Got done riding the field. Just kind of had a hell morning. Nobody was in a good mood. Fuck it, we're going to go to town for lunch. Go to town for lunch. 
I had three dogs in the back of the crew truck. Going there, sitting, having lunch, you know, having a good hot lunch and everything. And this worker, he walks into the walks into the restaurant part, and he is covered head to toe. Like he might as well have been black. Like you just see the whites of his eyes, and half mad. <laughs> and he goes, "So you, the guys with uh, the white flat duck, hooked to a green horse trailer out there? Yeah, that's our rig. Yeah." Them four dogs, your guys is too? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I had four dogs. He's a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go into the back and call them off the cows, please? That'd be real good. They're not helping. <laughs> and he goes, you want to know what they did to me? And you're like, no, I'm pretty sure I got that part figured out. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't need to know. I'm just going to go get my dogs now. Yeah. Well, the dogs think they're helping. They think they're doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they just don't like when two cows get pushed over top and he gets rolled around in the shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I've, how many times do I watch people working their dogs in, in pens and in alleys on foot? And it's like, yep, you are a dumb fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Like you just wait till them dog fighting cows come turning back, and them dogs are chasing them at you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so I, like... Use, I use mine to load trucks and stuff, but I'm also on my horse. Exactly. And working the gate and letting my dogs do it, and I'm not getting in the way. Yeah. Because I want no part of that shit. Yeah, so I went and got my dogs and got them loaded back on the truck, and everybody in the back's real mad. I went in there, guys, you should finish your lunch real real quick, because, like, we're not so welcome here right now. <laughs> yeah, we should probably bugger off. Yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, those, those times when you're really glad you got a dog, make up for those times that you really want to shoot that fucking thing. Yeah, it's like 50-50. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. I live through it every day. I'm like, yeah. It's like sometimes I'm jealous of that guy that doesn't have a dog and doesn't have the issue and the stress of screaming at that thing all day. And then yeah. the, other, the other time I'm like, man, I'm so glad I got that dog when I see a bunch of cows 400 yards off and I can just send my dog and I can continue smoking my cigarette and not trot over there. Yeah, damn, he's a good dog. Yeah, it's like, God damn it, I'm lucky to have that dog. And then an hour later, you switch. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, I'm going to kill that fucking dog. Yeah. Oh, like, I had a hand. Uh, one of the girls started here, I don't know, a few months ago. I think it was, like, her second day riding with me. And uh, Does she my... have a blue healer dog? No. Oh, okay, because, like, pretty much any girl nowadays that rides has a blue healer dog that's just, like, fucking out of control. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Especially barrel racers. Yeah, they're terrible. I find it hilarious. Yeah, until that son of a bitch is, you're drunk trying to walk back to your truck after the rodeo and the fucker's trying to eat you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. 
and he kicked that fucker in the head, and then they were like, oh, my dog. Yeah, and that healer's like, oh, we're playing that way, game on. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, like, this girl, it was super funny, and she's like, I don't know, pretty sheltered, I guess you could say. And uh, my cinch dog, my healer dog, I can typically lie him down anywhere, and he'll kind of stay there. I lay him down quite a bit when I'm doctoring stuff. And, and uh, well, anyway, I had this one in a kind of a holding field, and I had to doctor this calf, so I laid my dog down. And then I'm getting ready to rope this calf, and I look back 100 yards, and my dog's kind of sneaking behind me, trying to trying to hide and not lose me. Yeah. So I chased him back and lied him down. And, yeah, same thing for, like, 20 minutes of fighting. Finally, I got off my fucking horse and handed my horse to her, grabbed him and took him over there and half-choked him out, laid him down, and then went and got back on my horse again. And she's kind of, like, looking at me. And then I go back trying to do what I'm doing, and I look back, and he's still sneaking. And I'm like, that little fuck. So I handed her my horse again, run over there, caught my dog. And I'm, you know, I'm really laying it to this dog at this point now. Because it's been 45 minutes fighting with him. And then she's hearing all this yelping and whatever. And then I finally lie him down. And then get back on my horse. And then he stays there. Finally. Fucking healers are hard-headed as shit. They are. And uh, finally stays there. Doctor this animal. And then uh, she's like standing there kind of looking at me all quiet. And she's like, are you going to call your dog over now? I was like, oh, no. No, he'll stay over there until I tell him otherwise. (laughs) And then she was like, like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Then we kind of start riding off. And then I whistle and he comes up. Just happy as shit, Dave. Yeah. Oh, hey, here I am. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. What are we doing now? He was super quiet with me for quite a while. I laughed. I was like, yeah, well, I can definitely tell you've never seen that. Yeah. Just just dragging this dog back over to where I laid him down. Yeah. Or the worst is when your dog gets you run over when you're doctoring a calf and that cow just takes you out from behind. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's my big thing why I lay a dog down outside of the herd. Because then I can go in the herd and doctor stuff. It's like, I got mucked out a couple summers ago from somebody's dog. Because <clears throat> I happened to be on the ground and this dog figured it would be a great idea to come stand beside me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no. I was like, you, you can get out. Yeah. Well, I was working with a pup last winter. And uh, it was just a cold, miserable day. Like, I think the thermometer, why well, would the... The thermometer outside of the shop was reading like minus forty nine. Like it was just a cold, miserable day, and I'm like, "Fuck this! I ain't riding today." Cruise around in the truck, take take this young pup with me, and uh, a cow was calving, and the calf was dead halfway hanging out of her, and I'm like, "Wow, we gotta get her into the barn, get this calf out." And the coyotes had been chewing on the calf hanging out of her so she's already wanting to fight a dog right mm-hmm. so I send this pup in there and I mean this pup's trying trying I should have had my other dogs with me but this pup's trying and I keep sending them in there while 
I'm standing in like damn near hip high snow. And finally, this cow decides to come out of the bush, but chase the dog. Mm-hmm. So this pop comes running back to me. I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, hell. You know, I, I can't I can't run away from her. So all I did is go into the fetal position. I'm like, well, this isn't going to feel very good. Cow went over top of me, ran me over, ran back out into the open. There's my dog looking in my face like, hey. What are you doing down there? And you're like, you know what? I'm going to kill you. Yeah. It's like, this is your doing. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it's like, uh, you know, just just a, coming a year old pup. And you, you're like, I'm going to throttle you. I'm going to throttle you really hard. But if I do that, you'll quit. Because you don't know why I'm throttling you right now. And you're like, you're real lucky. But if you do this to me again, you, you and me, we're going to have issues. Yeah, me and you are going to fucking fight this out right now. Yeah, we're gonna have problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I, I don't know. I like having a dog around, but there are certainly times I'm like, man, you're more of a nuisance than anything. <laughs> you just and, like why? And I really wish you would just understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Not just look at me being like, did that help? Not really. Yeah. I or like when it. they get you bucked off a colt because that runaway healer dog's healing your horse as he's trying to buck you off, making things worse, and you get bucked off. You're like, oh, motherfucker. Well, I always I always love it because my horses get dog broke super quick because all my dogs tuck in like right behind my horse's tail. Yeah. And they always ride behind me. They never go out in front of me. And uh, you get on horses not used to dogs, and that's an exciting ordeal. Oh, it is. It gets entertaining real quick. Yeah, when you got two or three dogs that are tucked right underneath that horse's tail, and it doesn't matter how fast that horse is moving, those dogs are right there. Yeah. They're not biting. They're just keeping up. <laughs> like, my my horses typically get pretty dog broke pretty fast. They have, <laughs> they got no choice. <laughs> yeah it pisses me off sometimes and i'm like fuck dogs can you just give me some space <laughs> yeah i'd appreciate it if you didn't follow this close yeah but in my defense i have taught them to do that yeah because it drives me nuts when a dog is buggering off and i'm following them yeah oh exactly and i'd rather you just stuck beside me until i tell you otherwise yeah and then I'm on a colt, and I'm like, I really wish you'd just bugger off. <laughs> I know I've beat you most of your life for doing it, but I really wish you would. Yeah, not helping. <laughs> yeah, I wish one of these times you would just understand my situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where, like, I really wish I, a dog could just understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And then, you know, that would be the problem, too. If they could understand what we're saying or if they could talk back you know how many cowboys would get into arguments with their dogs (laughs) oh yeah nothing would get done because there'd be four cowboys scattered across the pasture and every one of them would be having an argument with their dog (laughs) yeah well what i find fun is when you're on a colt and you send your dog to get around something and all they're doing is chasing it alongside of it (laughs) 
and they're not getting out in front of it and turning it. They're just kind of chasing alongside of it in the opposite direction you want them to be going. Yeah. So then you got to whip this colt of the dink and get out there and just screaming at your dog to get out front. And they're just chasing this thing. So you got to get out front. And all you want to do is just beat that dog. Yeah. Because you're like, you just did it 10 minutes ago and you can't do it now. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's like or it's I like don't... your first day. It's your first day at a new outfit. And like, you've just bragged your dogs up to the boss. You're like, yeah, I got real good dogs. They listen. They got a handle on them. Like, they're go-to dogs. And the first day, your dogs cause like a big wreck. And he's like, oh, real good dogs you have. And you're like, well, everybody has a bad day, don't they? <laughs> yeah. It's like, if it's not my fault. It was the dogs. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. <laughs> dogs are having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like when I was working with Brady Newfeld there down in southern Saskatchewan. I, like, just had my healer dog. And uh, we were moving heifers. And my, my healer dog was a little out of control at that time. And, yeah, he sent 10 heifers, like, straight through a fence into a bunch of land that wasn't even pasture land <laughs> and no fences <laughs> and thank god brady's a good sport because he kind of just laughed and he was like well fuck it i guess it's gonna be fun now <laughs> right yeah but i was like man that was awesome straight to fence well that happened yeah, Brady was like, all I seen was you chasing your dog and your dog chasing heifers. It was like, <laughs> and I figured it was going to go no good. <laughs> yeah, I knew how that was going to play out. Yeah, well, like I said, it's all, it's all fun. It's always good when the other guy's a good sport about it. Yeah, and I think that's a big, a big issue now in the world that, like, we live in is, especially with dogs, you know, all these bosses and all these guys see good dogs, you know, watch YouTube or watch whatever and see all these good dogs and expect every dog to be that way. Well, how do you think that dog got that way? Like, he made mistakes, got cussed on a lot, but kept using them, and he turned into a good dog. That doesn't happen overnight. No. Well, and, like, a lot of guys just get lucky. Yeah. They get a coley dog with a ton of instinct. And the dog just kind of plays off of them and balances off of them. They just get super duper lucky. Yeah. Right. And then with the guy that don't get lucky and he's got a dog that's still kind of learning and trying to figure that guy out and you're going through racks and they're like, fucking, you know what I mean? Get a handle on your dog. It's like, well, I have a handle on my dog. It's just, he's still figuring shit out. And until then we're going to keep having a fucking rack. Yeah. So. That's like with horses, too. People are scared to just let a horse fuck up. Oh, well, you got to let him fuck up to figure it out. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody just wants to control their every step until until whenever, right? Yeah, and then that's the biggest thing, too, with anything. Like, you know, everybody says, oh, I don't want to get in a wreck. I kind of want to play it safe. Like, you got to get into some wrecks to figure out how to get yourself out of them. Yeah, well, the only way to... To learn how to get out of it is by getting in it. Exactly. So, like, and you best get that figured out early on. 
Yeah, well, that's where, like, this young guy I work with, he makes me laugh with all his runaways and getting bucked off. It's like, you know, I swear one of these times you're going to figure it out. I swear. You're just sitting on your horse watching me. You're like, today he's going to get it. Today he's going to get it. Nope. Yeah. No, still didn't get it. It's all right. Today. Try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, he he does pretty good, but man, is he, I get I get a fucking kick out of it all the time. Oh, like, and then he's always super excited with me, right? Because I, well, like that roan horse I started, I took him out first time to go gather some cows, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm gonna see Brandon have a bronc ride or whatever." And, like, this horse is, like, blowing up at the trailer and being a royal knothead. And then you get on this horse, right, and you kind of half know what you're doing. You get him moving out and get his front feet moving out. Next thing you know, you're trotting and there's no bucket. Right? And he's like, well, he's like, well, this is boring. Next thing you know, you get me in the bush and get some branches scraping on my hat. Whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, no kidding. But that comes from miles, right? I'm like, yeah. okay. You'll figure it out one day, bud. Yeah, he will. I was like, you'll get bucked off enough, and then you'll be like, okay, how do I not do that? <laughs> yeah. How do I not get bucked off all the time? Yeah. Let's, let's getting try that one. It's getting old. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was there for a long time. I'm like, man, this sucks ass. And then I just kind of got sticky. And then, then, and then you kind of just figure out how to keep them from not from bucking. It's way easier that way. Oh, exactly, exactly. Well, Brandon, I'm gonna let you go here because we're at uh, an hour and sixty-five. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, well, that was a fucking a little longer than I had thought. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna let you go. Stay by your phone, and I'll give you a call back once I end it. All right. Sounds cool, buddy. All righty, man. You bet. Bye for now. Bye.